Yo, what's up? Welcome to PS I Love You XOXO episode 66. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Adioye Jr. Joining me is Game Onesis, aka Janet Garcia. What's good? Happy to be here. Happy to have you here, Janet. How's it going? It's going good. It's going good. I'm ready to talk PlayStation. I got my PlayStation shirt on. There is a Mario pin on my jacket, but we're not here to talk about that today. Just ignore that. It's all. No, we're just talking about, about the PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah, all about all PlayStation. Janet, I got a question for you. Go for it. Would you rather live in the universe of Horizon Zero Dawn post-apocalypse or Marvel Spider-Man's New York? Do I have to survive? Is this like a survival or intrigue? Both. It's whatever you want. Like, if, I mean, oh, for survival, Spider-Man's New York. I'm not going to live. I'm not going to survive in like the era of Horizon. There's too much like I don't I can't like. I don't have the the arm, the upper body strength to do bow mm. stuff. Like, no. You don't think but you like, can adjust to it, though? You know, because like, they have, my thing is like, you, adjust. you can be, they have communities. They have like gated communities away from the machine, the machine robots. They go well, crazy like, every now and then. Where do you think I would live, though, Blessing? You think I'd be in the gated community Horizon? I mean, yeah. I'm like, in the gated community here. Like, it's not like a I, 1% I kind of them. thing. I think they let anybody who wants to live in the gated community, for the most part, in Ooh. there. I don't. That'd be the first gated, the first welcoming gated community. I don't know. I don't. I didn't say anything it. about welcoming, by the way. Because mm, so, like what I mean, they. So and, and to be clear, right? When I say anyone, I mean anyone except for Aloy's people, because they did kick out Aloy and then had her as a reject and all this shit. Like if Aloy's getting kicked out, what chance do I have? You know what I mean? But yeah, I think for survival, uh, Spider-Man's New York for sure. Um, I also like have always been interested in in checking out New York. Um, I've never visited. I've always I can go to the like, Nintendo World Store. Spider-Man's New York. Yes. Every other week, there is a rhino or a venom or like some kind of creature that's fucking up the city. Yeah, and you're like, like, and you're like, oh know. yeah, well, I'd love to check out New York. Well, I feel like Both I would Nintendo World Store. That stuff always goes down. Mm, it does happen anywhere, but like, I don't know. Death is all around us. At least I can go to the Nintendo World Store, go to like get some pizza. Hear like the New York style pizza is a thing. Hang around. Can you imagine just like chilling and then Spider Man swings by? Like that's some. That's but yeah, some then Doc Ock content. breaks into the building you're in. Do you remember Spider Man Two when you're when they were just have Mary Jane and Spi- spoilers for Spider Man Two, the old one, Tony McGuire, where uh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane just chilling eating coffee all of a sudden a big old doc ock breaks through the window yeah i was thinking remember it's more when as the like... car gets like thrown through the building like imagine if you were just like at that imagine at that, that happens cafe. every other weekend yeah it's fucked up and you hear about it you read the news and it's like oh man yeah. this time a man an old man dressed up as a vulture broke into five different buildings to steal the foundation so he could build his own fucking death machine i don't yeah, know man that I, don't, I don't want to live but in I that still have, i still have the like modern Gotham. I have the modern cre- it's not nearly as bad as gotham gotham is like yo i don't care what gotham has going for it why are y'all still here every because gotham too there's so much lore like in batman i mean spider-man as well but like when you think of like the like spoilers for batman begins right like but like when they like gas everybody mm-hmm. i can't you know see in spider-man it's like okay but if i'm not rem- at that cafe that one time it's all do you good. remember you, remember, you played just- you played marvel spider-man correct of course do you remember where, when there was the prison break? Spoilers for Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, but look, here's the, like, like the whole like city a, was being okay, fucked okay, up. Okay, here's the thing, The though. whole city the was getting it. It was, like, by the water. You know I'm not living by the water. I'm, like, deep in the weeds there. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm somewhere else. It's fine. That's, like, the edge water communities. I'm not going to be there. But here's the thing. is like, there was still, like, a fighting chance for the citizens of New York. Or is in Arkham Knight, uh, slight spoilers for Arkham Knight, like, 
that that gas bomb goes off eventually and like it's fucking terrifying like imagine even at the very beginning where like the original plan was to have that bomb like take out the entire east coast you know fuck that man here's a modifier to the question would you rather live in spider-man as new york but you have spider-man powers and you're the only one who has spider-man powers so it's your responsibility to protect the city or you're in the horizon zero dawn universe but you have the focus um definitely spider-man like the whole because like when you when playing the game no, the man. whole appeal the whole how are you gonna ask me the question then you're like no i mean that is what the whole podcast is gonna be yeah no no podcast. that is that is the, what this podcast is it's literally me being like what do you think that's dumb we're moving on mm-hmm. but um yeah like the, the whole thing was the joy of swinging through the city and like to get to have that freedom you know and like i recently uh took up skating and like that has like a gliding element now granted y'all have seen me skate if you follow me on twitter it's I'm not moving very quick. It's a so fantastic a journey while. to watch. It's It'll a fantastic take me journey. A while. It's not going to be the most graceful swings, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna slowly get there. It's gonna be Christmas time. We're hanging out. We're 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 swinging by. We're traversing the area. I don't have to pay for transit anymore. I can't drive, so this seems like a convenience thing. Are you yes, crime fighting? Absolutely. You said I had to, so then yes. I mean, you um, don't have to, you don't have to do anything. I'm just saying, if you don't do it, nobody else is going to do it. Um, I think I will because like the the freelance of it all speaks to me at this point in my life so yeah i'd be down to do that you know someone's helping me with the social media like yeah let's do it hell yeah before we get into the show proper janet catch us up i feel like since the last time we've hosted together on a show which would have been in kfgd you've been up to more stuff what have you been up to what's going on in your life yeah um a bunch of stuff i recently became a min max cohort so overall at the min next show i'm on that podcast uh pretty much every week you know with a few exceptions here and there i might pop into some of their live streams as well so that's been i think the biggest change um other than that i'm honestly just doing more of the same stuff i'm still streaming like three or four times a week on twitch i'm still doing like reviews slowly making my website look nicer <laughs> because it doesn't look that great right now but um yeah just covering trying to cover literally everything did y'all know a lot of games come out it's really oh hard my to God. Keep up with all these games. Let me tell you, we finally hit the point, I think, where games are games are here. We just got Outriders. Yes. We're about to get uh, Returnal. We're about to get Nier. We're about to get Mass Effect. Things are happening. Deathloop got delayed, which I'm sad we about. We just got but MLB The Show. Time. Very important. Oh, my I God. For both of you. Yes. Very important. Which, I mean, which was reviewed or reviewed so far, quote unquote, on uh, Kind of Funny X-Cast, which is our Xbox podcast, which is a bizarre world to live in, uh, which you can catch right now on YouTube.com, so it's Kind of Funny Games, and on podcast services around the globe. Just like PS I Love You, XOXO, your PlayStation podcast. Remember, each and every Tuesday, we join you to talk about the biggest topics in PlayStation. If you like that, you can catch it live right here on Twitch.tv, or not Twitch, you can catch it right here on Patreon.com, so it's Kind of Funny Games, it's so used to hosting games daily. Or you can watch it on Tuesday when it posts for everyone on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe if you're wondering where greg miller is he had to take the week off he is moving and so by the time he gets back here you're going to see him in a whole new scenery so get hyped about that uh housekeeping for you the finale of the blessing show is up right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny games it's an episode that's about dreams that was shot within dreams if that sounds cool to you it should as a playstation fan you can go over to youtube.com slash kind of funny games again check that one out and i would appreciate the click because right now Janet, the the blessing show has been no pun intended at all. It's been a blessing to work on, right? It's like a dream come true for me to work on to be able to. I don't put, believe that, that that no pun was intended. There. I, I really no like. I can't use the word blessing without it being a pun, especially when I'm talking about the blessing show. Um, but it, it it's one of those ones where me and Roger put in so much work to into it, and it's a it's a show that 
doesn't need to exist from the idea of what makes kind of funny like an up and an, an up and running business it is one that got greenlit because people were supportive on patreon.com slash kind of funny games which allowed me to be like cool i get to make this thing that i really i really want to make because i love making video devices in the past and i loved i love watching video features and i want to make a specific kind of product and people have, have shown up to it uh supported it and i thank you all so much for for giving it the views what i need for you all to do is to go watch the dreams episode and have the view surpass Greg Miller's episode of The Blessing Show. Because a few weeks ago, Greg Miller put out an episode that was all about Avengers and how to save Avengers, right? That was his episode. And that was one that, that was also greenlit because of your support on Patreon. Uh, that is sitting at around, maybe past this point, 30,000 views on YouTube. I that's need not that, That's not that bad. Yeah. And I, listen, I think y'all can do it. Because, yeah, 30,000 views isn't, isn't crazy. I think we can get this latest episode of The Blessing Show there. Because we've Where's already the passed. episode now? I want to say we've passed 22k. Yes. Oh, and yeah. So, you can do that. Eight thousand. I believe you need guys. to go and watch I it. It's time you. for me to start watching on my alt YouTube accounts where I just have like you know yes. you have like eight Gmails that you have different accounts for. I'm just gonna start. Just that's like four views right there. There we go. If you've watched it already, maybe watch it again because it was again it was an episode that we put a lot of work into. Uh, again, the episode was made within Dreams and it was about Dreams, and so that has a pretty fun uh, gimmick there. And again, that was I, super cool to see. Um, I loved how yeah. in the comments, uh, so many people were like, "Dream blessings not really can't hurt you, dream <laughs> blessing," and that's especially funny because yeah, because it's like it has that claymation kind of like dream art style to it even though in in the episode you mentioned how like there is kind of a dreams look but there's a lot of games in dreams that don't look like they're necessarily oh yeah dreams, which makes them so cool um great episode by the way i, I checked that out a couple people in my community were like have you seen the episode yet like i'm like all right i'll go i'll go go check it out and i watched it on sunday and it's funny because i was watching it like in the background while i was like working on stuff so and i have a, a like a multi-monitor setup so i had you on like one of the far off monitors and like the mm. screen was really big like my boyfriend walked by and was like oh my god like, what like, the fuck is that <laughs> blessing i'm like there's like a whole other thing going on over here like don't even worry about it yeah my favorite way <laughs> i got i got two responses on twitter that made me laugh that are on different sides of the spectrum where my friend ben Be ben bellevue responded when i tweeted out about the video and he was like <laughs> he was like uh ironically dreams blessing is going to exist in my nightmares which i thought was really funny um but then there was another response from somebody who I don't know, but I think they, they were a kind of funny best friend who responded and they were like, uh, I forget exactly what they said, but it was, they were essentially thirsting after dreams blessing. And I was like, what, what response? <laughs> Why it's are like, people like this? You it's know like I mean? in that area of when there's like, especially when it's not like hyper, hyper realistic looking when like an actor is in a game, it's like, you find that character hot because mm -hmm. they're, but they're the person. So it's like, it's not really like it's a weird like twice removed situation. Do it's you like did you, you watch the Until Dawn people? It's like well, you, those are real people, so it's not you being into a cartoon. It's weird. It's weird. Did you watch Amanda Show growing up? Yeah, I think so. Dancing Lobsters and stuff. Yeah, a little yeah. Bit. There was there's a bit in the in the Amanda Show that was claymation versions of Amanda and like other characters that that would do whatever. It was oh, yeah, it was always weird that. shit. Because it was Amanda's show. I recently went back and watched the Amanda show because I've recently like, been binging a bunch of old school Nickelodeon stuff. And it is that same thing where it is so eerie. One, because the claymation just looks disgusting. But then also it trying to be Amanda while not being Amanda was such a weird thing that like as I was watching, I was like, I don't want to watch this. This is this is making me feel a certain way. Someone should uh, make that like episode in all. dreams. I'm sure someone has. Oh, man, dude. 
there's so much going on in dreams and well i guess we won't talk about it later because there's nothing in the show pertaining to dreams but it's stuff we talked about before where dreams is such an incredible thing where the more and more i log into it and the more and more i i I, uh check out what people are doing over the course of months and years it's always mind-blowing to see the things that people create there's a sonic sonic the hedgehog fan game that as at the very least is better than sonic 06 which is like not difficult, but out of a dreams creation that is trying to be a Sonic game, actually also pretty impressive. And so there you yes. go. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Mick at the Nanobiologist, Tom Bach, Elliot, James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Trent Berry, and Tyler Ross. Uh, today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Canva, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with topic of the show. Janet, my question for you for today's topic of the show is five months later, what features does the PS5 still need? I asked this question because last week we got the PlayStation 5's first major system update. I'm going to quickly detail it. It was put up on the PlayStation blog. It reads like this. The first major system software update for the PS5 console is rolling out globally tomorrow. And remember, this is last week, so the update is out right now. And it's packed with new features and improvements. And then they have a list of bullet points, uh, bullet points that also have some details in them. And so I'll, I'll go through all of them, starting with uh, you can store PS5 games on compatible external USB drives. With this feature, you can now transfer your PS5 games to USB extended storage from your console's internal storage. Uh, because PS5 games are designed to take advantage of the console's ultra high SSD, PS5 titles can't be played from USB extended storage. PS5 titles also cannot be directly downloaded to USB extended storage. However, games that you transfer or copy back to internal storage will automatically update when applicable. In addition, you can select which game modes you want to install, such as campaign or multiplayer, for select titles that support the option. They also talk about cross-generation share play. PS4 and PS5 players can now share play together while chatting in parties. This means PS5 consoles users can let their PS PS4 consoles view their game screen, or even try out the PS5 games through SharePlay, and vice versa. They also talk about a request to join game session. A selection of your friends' joinable game sessions will now appear on both PS5 and PS4 consoles, allowing for more gameplay opportunities together. The quote, request to join option, also serves as a shortcut to sending a game invite, reducing the time it takes for for you to get into games with friends. There's also improved game base. The game base menu has been improved for quicker access to important content and features. You can now easily switch between parties and friends to start chatting with your existing parties or see what each of your online friends is up to. In addition, you can turn notifications on or off for each of the parties you're in. You can also disable game chat or adjust player's volume. Uh, You can now quickly disable in-game chat, which turns off your mic audio and the, the voice audio for other players. They also talk about game update pre-download. Title updates for games will pre-download to your console if the automatic updates setting is enabled and your console is on or in rest mode. This will let you start playing the latest version of a game immediately after the update's released. You can also customize your game library. With the ability to hide games from view, it's now easier to find content and personalize your view of your game library. Uh, They also added screen zoom. They've added new trophy settings and a stat screen, which I'm sure Greg Miller is very happy about. And then, which wasn't detailed in the PlayStation blog, they've also added support for PC monitors with 120 hertz uh, in the new update, along with support for non-HDR TVs uh, to automatically switch video output when the game or app you're using doesn't support it. A lot of stuff in that update, but it's the PS5's first major update. Janet, 
what are your thoughts on this PS5 update? Does it have all the features that you need? Uh, no, uh, it's a lot, but it's also not very much, which is like a weird, it's hard to hit that ground, but that, that kind of is mm. what we have. We have a lot of like small quality of life updates that are definitely welcomed. And I think, you know, this is the first of presumably many updates to come in the PS5's life cycle. The PS5 is still very new. Many still can't get their hands even on a PS5. So uh, it's definitely not the biggest deal that this isn't a mind-blowing update. But I think the number one disappointment is having, especially when they like teased it like the day before, they're like, oh, there's going to be some stuff with like storage. And I think we were all hoping for a like the storage solution uh, rather than this external USB thing where it's like, oh, well, you can put your games on there, but it's not like you can play them from there or download them to there. So it doesn't, it, it's better than what we had, but it's still not the, um, I think it's the M2 storage, like the internal one. So like, since it's not that, it's kind of like, well, you're just sort of like, we're waiting on the thing you really want. And then here's a couple light things. Um, certainly stuff like cross-gen share play. I feel like this is a, like stuff trying to make share play happen. Have you used share play? Do you, so- I don't use SharePlay uh, at all, but there was a situation a couple months ago where I did want to use cross-platform SharePlay, and the feature wasn't there. And I didn't realize I didn't realize the feature wasn't there just because I'm I'm never going to use Share. I never usually use SharePlay. Um, what was the situation? A friend and I wanted to play everybody like uh, it was like Hot Shots Tennis, some tennis game that didn't have online multiplayer because we were just craving a tennis game, and we found one that I believe I think it was a PS4 game. Yeah, I believe it was a PS4 game um, uh, that had tennis, but only local multiplayer. And so we were like, oh, no problem. We'll just do share play because I had a PS5, they had a PS4. And we learned that that is not an option, but it is now an option, which Are like when I wouldn't play the tennis game now. No, <laughs> I did contact them. I was like, hey, it's an option if we want to play this tennis game. But it's been months and we don't have that tennis crave anymore. In fact, we went and we played tennis in GTA online. That was our solution. Uh, and GTA Online doesn't have the best tennis game, but it is serviceable if you do want to play tennis and you don't. You Eventually, don't care that about remake will come. So you got. We, we also oh, had the to GTA use Five remake play, uh, back before we were using VMix for our gameplay streams, and I think we used SharePlay for when Nick was playing through The Last of Us. Yes, and it was like that was a whole situation. Then we learned like you can only share play for like a certain amount of time, like an hour, to, or yeah, something. something like that. So like in the middle of streams, like Nick would have to like leave share play and then like enter back into it it was a whole thing you also have to have good internet for it that was the thing that yeah, you want to be lot. hardwired in you really like you both need to be or else someone will be experiencing lag um, yeah when i was playing um bloodborne early last year when i first started up i tried to share play with a friend who was going to walk me through the beginning areas and we just couldn't connect like we tried over and over again and i think a big part of that was just that i wasn't hardwired and the internet i had wasn't great and so it just didn't let us uh, do it period yeah, what about you? What do you think of this? I I think this is a good update for what they're providing. I think the to what, to what you what you mentioned earlier, I think it is a good foundation uh for what the PS5 has kind of needed uh, uh at the start and there's of course plenty of stuff still that can be added and that's what the whole topic of the show is going to going to be. But for what's in there, storing PS5 games on external USB drives is a huge one and is one that I was shocked wasn't there at launch i think both both me and greg were shocked we're surprised that it wasn't there because one xbox has it on their side and two there isn't an ssd ssd drive or there isn't a way to to expand ssd your ssd drive i should should say for the ps5 and so to be limited to the however many gigs of ssd storage you have with your launch ps5 kind of sucks because that means that you are if you're like me and you download a bunch of games 
uh, you are constantly deleting shit off of your PS5. And for so many people, that means that you are relying on your internet in order to get those games downloaded probably very slowly or very quickly, depending on your internet. And you are probably held back a lot by internet ban- internet bandwidth, which is a large thing for people, especially if you live in the States and you have a provider like Comcast. Most people have uh, 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 bandwidths that they can't exceed, usually 1,000 gigs or somewhere along those lines. And for big old PlayStation 5 games, that is an easy thing to hit if you are constantly downloading and deleting games because you want to be able to play the new releases. Say you want to get Outriders and Returnal and Near, Repl- Near Replicant while also be like, oh, yeah, I also want to play Call of Duty God, with all friends. those are probably like 50, 60 gigs. Yeah, massive. and when you add in a 100 gig Call of Duty game into it, it, be- it starts to become a problem for real. And so this provides an option for you not to fuck up your internet bandwidth. When is the what is the last game you deleted because of storage? And then what's the game that you refuse to delete because you think you're gonna play it, but you know you're not? I'm, I have my PS5 on right now, and so I actually so yesterday I actually went through the thing where I put in most of the PS5 games that I had installed. I transferred them to my external storage just to hold. Uh, and so the last game I deleted, I couldn't even. For me, tell I think you. it was Valhalla. I think Valhalla was like where it was like. Am I really going to play this? And the answer is probably no. But then it gets weird, too, because sometimes I, like, share my console with other people in my household. So I'm like, are they going to play? Now I have to, like, project my own stuff onto other people. I'm like, I don't see them coming back to this. I think I'm still holding on to, like, for stuff that I feel like I want to play, probably, like, Persona 5 Royale and stuff like that, where I'm like, I'm going to get to this. It's going to, I want this ready when I'm, when I go to it. But it's like, when is this going to happen? And I'm like, it might not be for months, but I want that to be at the ready. Um. So yeah, definitely streamlined storage stuff. It's funny because I was um, talking about this in my household and was told like, well, why don't you just delete the games? You're not going to play them like, because I don't want to delete. Yeah, them. that's the thing is I like I console, I want to load it up with stuff. Yeah, like I always have that idea in the back of my head that FIFA, for example, FIFA 21 is one of those games that we play together every now and then, right? We play it maybe like once every few weeks. And that isn't that is enough to where I'm like, I don't want to delete FIFA because I know I'm going to come back to it in a few oh, weeks. You can't but FIFA. but if another big game comes out with that that uh it's going to take a lot of storage and i need to delete a game fifa might have to bite the bullet and so to your question of what was the last game i deleted i can't tell you which one i deleted but for the games that i did move into my extended storage which i can't play off of but am i i'm holding there right i moved sackboy a big adventure over there because i do want to return to that because i have uh i have friends that i want to play co-op in that game with fifa 21 i did move to that extended storage wow demon souls i moved there because that's another one where i'm like eventually i am going to get to demon souls but for the time being i have other games that i'm playing call of duty black ops cold war is another one where every now and then i'll get a text from rihanna uh not the singer rihanna uh the homie rihanna from what's good games in g4 and rihanna will be like rihanna and danny will be like hey do you want to play some zombies and it happens it happens frequent enough to where i'm like i gotta keep this game but not frequent enough to where i'm like it's gonna hold 123.5 gigabytes in my ssd hard storage solution is basically the bench of the playstation 5 like who's sitting on the bench yeah exactly it's your second string games but then yeah, I also have Hitman 3 there, Dead by Daylight, and then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Um, yes, and like, that's to that so point, accurate. Right? The, the games that I have, the PS5 games that I have that are still uh, that are still installed is taking a minute. I thought SSDs are faster than this. Here we go. Uh, the PS5 games that I still have installed are Outriders, Fortnite, and Disco Elysium. And that's it. And then I also yep. have a bunch of PS4 games, obviously. But as far as PS5 games, those are what I still have on my console. And so I'm very thankful for that feature. Yeah, for sure. But then also, you know, we talked about cross-generation share play. 
the improved game base I do like because I think the game the game base is one of those things that needs tweaking needs a lot of tweaking you know like I, I'm still and I don't know if it's that thing where I think it's half and half I think half of it is that I'm so used to the PS4 and how that UI deals with adding friends and the parties and all that stuff but the game base still feels like it is in its infancy and try, is trying to figure out how to cr- how to create a good social experience for the PS5 and so the big thing with it now is that it separates parties from friends which i don't know why they didn't do that at the start of it because that was a glaring issue where you would have to yep. scroll and figure out how to find your friends but thankfully they they've added that um and then customizing your game library i haven't used that yet but it, it is also a welcome feature because i'm sure i'm going to get customize your three games yeah customize my three games so yeah, i can hide outriders out. <laughs> when i don't need, need people to see that i'm playing it well, uh, you gotta focus on disco elysium or when i'm focusing on disco elysium yeah, there you go so Janet, the topic of the show for this episode of PS I Love You XOXO is 10 features the PS5 still needs. I hit you up over the weekend. I asked you to bring three features that you think the PS5 still needs. I'm going to bring three. And then I also asked the audience to write in with what their suggestions for features that the PS5 still needs are. And I pulled four from the audience. So we have a total of 10. I think we have a good... I'm I'm not like checked out yours yet, and so I don't know what yours are. But between mine and the honestest, so far, we have a good... Eight out of t- or seven out of ten, and so I'm going to need you to bring the heat when we come to yours. Okay? All right. Uh, again, I asked for ten. I'm going to start off by talking about the expandable SSD storage because coming off of talking about how we're able to transfer games back to the external hard drive, uh, that's still a glaring issue. The fact that we're stuck. Yeah, but we know we're going to get it. I felt like this was a cheap one to throw in there. Like we know they like literally said in the post, like it's. Coming, but I want it know. now. <laughs> You yeah, but I, mean? I, like, I was even going to write in here. <laughs> this is like really putting you on blast, but I was even going to write mm. in here like we're not going to put the expandable storage, right? Because we already know that like, but I mean, you're not, the, you're not wrong. You're mm. technically not wrong. The name of the episode is Features the PS5 Still Needs. That is true. That is true. And you're the right. PS5 still needs expandable storage. Let me know SSD in the comments if this is a cheap, <laughs> if this is a cheap feature from Blossing. <laughs> Please let me know. I mean, do you do you run into that issue where you feel like you need more expandable storage for your SSD? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like I I am now on like team buy your storage immediately, spend as much as you can, as long as you know, provide that you can afford it, right? Um, and just not worry about it because it's interesting. Like in being in the situation for next gen, where like PS Five and Series X, like that is the next generation. But then you also have like Switch running on the side that kind of already came out and is just kind of vibing off in the distance and having like. The, have, having had the experience of having my Switch and running out of space and really wanting to load it up with Git, and I eventually bit the bullet and bought like a huge uh, memory card, like two terabytes or something, which is massive for the Switch because Switch games are pretty small. Um, but I love that because I don't have to worry about it. It makes it easier to like, you know, hold the trigger on getting games, be excited about that. Da- like the word, there's nothing worse than downloading a game and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You you look broke to me with your storage. I hate that. So yeah, I would love to, the second they get internal, like expandable actual storage, um, I'm going to jump on it and see what price point. I mean, you can always wait it out to try for like price dips, but I'm going to try to just get that problem knocked out early because I don't want to get to the point where I have like a, you know, 60 or now $70 game that I want to download. And now I feel like this $70 game is now secretly like that plus the memory I need to really be able to, to add it mm. in. So yeah, definitely. Janet, what's the first feature you're going to ask for? Okay. Mine is also sort of cheap and tacky, but I'm going to go for it. Themes. I know what you're thinking. The PS5 UI looks nice. Why would we want to make it ugly? Because we're gamers and this is what we do. Like, let's not pretend that this is not 
a hobby filled with just like flooding your space, what be it digital or physical, with whatever IPs you really love. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, the things they've done with themes like in previous generations. And it's always fun seeing like, okay, what does, I remember having the Life is Strange theme back on the PS4 and it being like, so cool how like the UI was like from the game. And like, that's a really like simple, cheesy thing, but I like that option. And I feel like the thing is too, having themes in there, you don't have to use the themes. It's not mandatory, but it's a nice um, addition. I even think they could do really cool legacy stuff. Um, you know, PlayStation has, well, every company kind of does this, has mentioned like celebrating our history and things like that. What if you could have a theme that made the UI look like the PS3 UI or something something goofy oh like that God, or yeah. make the colors yeah. change in the background? Like, I think that'd be such a fun nostalgia trip. So yeah, favorite, yes, I'd love to see themes. My favorite PS4 theme is the, the uh, PS2 legacy theme. It's so good. My one thing with themes, and I've thought about this a lot because, yeah, I miss a bunch of my themes, like the Grim Fandango one, uh, a couple of the Persona PS5 ones. PS5 or uh, the Persona ones, yeah. Yeah. It, the one thing is that like the UI for the PS5 now is like your home screen when you go over and click over on games it takes up the entire screen now like is the PS5 UI like really would it showcase Suited. themes in the way that the PS4 did in like a in a really like in a good way or in a way that feels like it's enough like it, it's such a weird different UI mm-hmm. this time around so I wonder if that's why they decided for no themes right now because they don't know how to like really show it off yeah, I also feel like to me when I saw that they didn't launch with themes, I felt like, well, one, it's to create, you know, probably clarity, less things to process because like the PS5 makes so many like changes compared to PS4 that there's like still a lot to learn. I mean, we're still learning how to like navigate game bases and what we want out of game bases and things like that. So I felt like it was just kind of simplicity. And also I think like my vibe from the UI is that it's very much showcasing like not just the games, but also like the news and the store and like stuff that we might not necessarily care about, but that I'm sure PlayStation wants us to care about and wants us to see and wants us to be reminded of. So my guess is if they if they did add themes, the like unique themes would kind of override some of those visuals that we get. Now, I don't know if PlayStation would be like on board with us, like knocking that information as to the forefront as it currently is, but uh, that would be my guess on how they'd kind of navigate that. But again, maybe they don't want us to not see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would hope that we'd get themes down the road at some point, because I think the reason why you don't include themes at launch would be for the reasons we've said, the fact that people are getting people are new to these consoles. And so you probably want people to get acclimated to these consoles at a ground level and themes probably mark that up in terms of uh, how you're able to understand what you're looking at and, and get acquainted to the UI. I think there's also the fact that themes take work to make. And with the with the PS5 having a different UI than the PS4 you are you're it's going to take time for people to actually make those themes and so starting off with no themes makes sense from that standpoint but i my thing is i hate when i when i scroll all the way to the end of my uh ps the ps5 uh uh like the list of games you got on on your homepage. when you get to game library in the background you just have like a like a swirl that looks like some windows vista type shit and it's like what the fuck is that like i i, I get that you you needed something that wouldn't speak to any certain sort of i guess brand i guess because it is the ps the ps5 ui when you go from game to game is it is taking up that whole screen from that game and so when i scroll to disco elysium there is disco elysium art in the background when i scroll scroll to apex there is apex legends art in the background but then when you get to the game library it's just this random swirl <laughs> that looks again like a windows like a mid-2000s windows uh, uh background it's just and the vibes you know it's just the, like vibes. the essence of games and I wonder if there's something you can do with that. Uh, if yeah, you can, that would like, be cool. 
if may, maybe it is that the themes overtake the actual individual game art that's in the background, or if it is more so changing up the icons, like the icon shape and sounds when you click over to them, because that's the thing I loved about the themes that I really dug. Like when you have the Persona 5, 5 theme, when you clicked over to different icons, they would make the PlayStation or the, um, I keep wanting to say Persona 5 because PS5, I keep wanting to say PlayStation 5 because P- PS5, P5S, you know what I mean? Um, Strikers when you really click... fucking with all of us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> fucking with my brain. But when you would click over to a new icon, it would make the sound like you are playing a Persona Yeah, like you, you're game. in the menus of Persona 5, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think especially, uh, too, in a world that's getting more digital, like having that as like a purchase bonus or a pruder bonus. It's not much, but it's something like it's enough to mm-hmm. sort of like give me that extra nudge to want to get something from a certain place. Janet, Sapphire Diamond Ruby, who wrote in to Patreon of Comps, it's kind of fun of games, just like you can, agrees with you and says, I want themes. I got the Final Fantasy VII remake theme right before getting the PS5. Was honestly really sad to leave it behind. If they could, if they could allow you to even set one of the game screen game screens as themes, that would be a nice alternative too. And that's a good point. Like I think more customability is always welcome for me, at least. Like I, I, I like being able to tweak shit, even if that shit looks ugly, because I do understand the, the the idea that the gamers are and users, I should say, users are the worst graphic designers. <laughs> You know, like yeah. I, it's the reason why when Apple puts out a puts out a phone or Nintendo puts out the Switch, they're like, "This is what it is. Don't fuck with it." It's because like if I was given the option to make a wallpaper for my Nintendo Switch, it would look fucking ugly. Um, but as a gamer, as a and user, I, want I definitely still so want badly. That. I'm like, let yeah. me make this thing look ugly. I'm tired of like on Switch. It's been dark and light for like so what three years now since the console mm-hmm. came out. Is there a third color? Just some something, anything. So like I said earlier, uh, I reached out to the audience to write in with what their suggestions for PS5 features that the console still needs are. Kebabs writes in and says, folders, 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 folders. Once the PS5 is able to support higher capacity SSDs, especially in feature SKUs, we'll have more games on our systems than ever before, especially with PS4 titles. The library app lets us sort through them all, but nothing beats a folder you've made to help find something later. And I am right there with you, Kebabs. I, this is, again, one of those ones where I'm like, man, the fact that everything feels like it needs to reset when we go to a new PlayStation console is kind of a bummer because we got folders partway through the PlayStation 4 generation. And I feel like I, feel like I just said hello to them and now I'm saying goodbye. I like the, See, I kind of like a hard reset because it makes it feel fresh. Like, that's the thing that I really didn't like about the Series X launch. I'm like, this is how I feel when I get my new iPhone, which is fine because I don't, I don't care about my iPhone. It's just a functional thing. But like... I have such an attachment to consoles in a way that I don't any other device. Um, it's it's kind of nice to start simple and see the ways that it can be like different or improved or tweak or, or what gets left behind. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wonder if the starting fresh thing is a way to kind of like take the temperature on what like people are wanting or what people do miss or how users do interact. Because there is that like, God, this stuff's so hard to do because you have to know like what people actually want versus what they say they want. Um, as far as folders, uh, definitely not against it. I never use folders. I'm like a chaotic person. It's just one big chunk mm-hmm. of games. Like I don't really um, do a lot of further organization um, other than maybe sometimes like options to pin things work best for me. Like, and I do that a lot on any device, but sort like I don't have so many that I feel the need to sort them or usually I have like a, a plan for like what I'm playing or what I'm doing. Um, but, you know, more options are always better than not yeah i think on uh, i think folders are a good solution for consolidation being the main thing i do like that on the ps5 
you have media being a different tab than games because for me if i were to sort through things or pin certain things i would pin media and then i would pin probably like multiplayer shooters or something the games that i always go back to in that sense i'll probably pin those and then have everything else kind of live on its own um but the media tab is good for that and like if i if i were to boot up my xbox series x right now that's pretty much how i have it laid out is like media uh <laughs> rare replays pinned and then the, the everything else that i'm gonna get to um but yeah i think folders are good for consolidation but also like i do i to your point of resetting everything feeling like a good or being a good way to kind of take stock of what people are uh people want and what you should actually keep and carry forward i think that's also a good point where the the it, it is interesting hearing the things that people ask for the most and things that i that from the ps4 didn't realize were big deals that end up being big deals when we do start fresh and playstation tries something new with the ps5 and then you're like oh man it would be nice if i could I don't know, play music in the background or uh I guess folders would be the 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 example here. So there you go. My second one is better support for legacy titles. I know we got PS now, but PS now isn't enough. I want more support for for legacy titles. Um and again, like this is one that that's come up over and over again when we talk about backwards compatibility and what Xbox does with Game Pass and FPS boost and all that stuff. Um off of this, I'm actually going to pull in one of the PlayStation updates uh, because this morning, PlayStation put up a blog post talking about how the PlayStation Store on PS3 and PS Vita will actually continue operations. And so I'm going to read quickly from this blog post over on the PlayStation blog. And it's a post written by Jim Ryan, the PlayStation president and CEO. Recently, we notified players that the PlayStation Store for the PS3 and PS Vita devices was planned to end this summer. Upon further reflection, however, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today, I'm happy to say that we will keep, we'll be, we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for the PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP Commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd, 2021, as planned. When we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more uh, of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we're able to find a solution to continue operations. And then he wraps up by giving the normal thank you and saying that we're looking forward to the future, all that good stuff. And I think the Vita lives. One, yes, the Vita lives. Do you have your Vita? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Yeah. Did Vita you bring lives, it out here specifically because of this? No, I was. Is, is it always there? Like your phone? You got your phone? You got your Vita? No, last night I had it because I was downloading uh, or I was buying Ratchet and Clank Collection on the Vita. Uh, because it, like, was I it saw because somebody... of this announcement. No, it was. <laughs> you it, didn't want to lose it. it was, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the thing. Is I saw people on Twitter talking about Ratchet and Clank on Vita, and I was like, fuck. Ration Clank's on Vita. I didn't. I didn't realize that, and so I I picked up my Vita and downloaded it just because I knew that this store store was going away soon. And as I was downloading it, I was really sad because I was like, "Fuck, I'm not gonna be able to do this at a certain point, right? Like, come August, I'm not gonna be able to actually download new, new games on my Vita. And there there's still a, a library that is really good on this thing, and a library that is still growing very slowly because like not many people are releasing Vita games, but there are developers that are releasing Vita games. But to bring it back into my point of better legacy support for ps5 i think that that is a good indicator that at the very least playstation understands that people are there for legacy titles 
it might not you there might not be still that level of uh fervor for it that they'll end up seeing people show up in terms of like actual financials if they continue to add things like backwards compatibility or maybe did what xbox is doing but at the very least there's that kernel of okay people are into our legacy stuff and i think for their plan to shut down the ps3 psp and ps vita stores if you if you are going to do that and i assume they're going to do that in some future maybe years down the line from now who knows if they plan to do that they have to have a backup plan and that backup that backup plan needs to be figuring out a way to allow those games to still exist on current platforms yeah i mean i was really taken aback by this um i feel like this is are we in the year of companies being like never mind because with this with this happening like not too long after xbox like their supposed live price change price changes and then they're like never mind we hear you um Mm -hmm. and i was kind of shocked by this to be honest i'd I'd love to hear like what you thought of it bless because like i personally didn't get like the sense that people were like really up in arms. i mean people were were like sad and stuff and like a lot of people were like oh man it sucks because like there's so many great games and blah blah or like you know everyone's sharing their lists and like you know over here y'all did an episode on the same the same stuff but i didn't feel like people were like upset so i was kind of shocked to see them change this but then mm. they also like were like oh the psp is gonna stay in the trash so that's fine we can just get and granted, yeah. psp and vita do share a lot of like titles there and things like there is crossover. For sure. like there's so like, many games on the psp that are on the ps vita store yes um but did this shock you in any way them them uh circling back and being like actually no the stores aren't closing did shock me um but to your point of it didn't seem like people were up in arms i think it's a mixture of things i think it is the fact that them closing down playstation vita and ps3 stores and all that stuff didn't make people like visibly angry like i don't think you had like the 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 pitchforks and and torch response that you'd expect to get from angry people on the internet like there wasn't that but i think there was a very visible like hey this is a what bummer man yeah it like was, what it was the a fuck lot of, like what the fuck on twitter you know yeah it was like what the fuck like one because the light sadness one like, ran through the timeline yeah because it, sh- it really did shine that light of playstation does not give a fuck about legacy and i think that's st- that that started to characterize the narrative in a way where people people uh one I, I think one you saw you saw sentiment around PlayStation as a company with legacy start to change and turn. And people go, man, what the fuck? They really don't care. But then also you you I think you had people look at the direct competition being Xbox and see how they're doing the exact opposite and are celebrating their titles and bringing them back and adding improvements to those titles. And I think for PlayStation, this kind of painted them into a corner of, ah, oh, yeah, this is a this PR beat really sucks. Like this is supposed to be like this is supposed to be a low-key announcement that we that we had that we were going to just slide out there happy will get maybe mad at for a day and then move on and i think you see people continue to talk about it and bring it up and you see people like andy robinson at video games chronicle who put up the article about all the games that are going to lose once those stores go down and he updated his article actually today talking about uh there's still 35 psp games that'll still disappear and you see so many people i think within the industry and within media outlets and content creators and then gamers all share that sentiment of yeah no this is this isn't great like we get we get why you do it for the pure money money standpoint but it still sucks for the audience and for the industry as a whole i think i think once once that sentiment continued and and started to to, uh get brought up more and more that didn't necessarily force them to change but made them go it is worth changing because 
this is not it's not a fight worth having like this is the right thing to do putting your conspiracy theory cap on for a second does this make you skeptical of future announcements of this like level like the next time when you when you hear like um you know let's say we're on ps6 right like this is a we're past into the future um for some reason it's still it's in a weird building shape i don't know whatever the ps6 has whatever features it has it's Uh, taller than the ps5 somehow yeah it's like taller it's it's somehow heavier (laughs) like i don't know um it's like shaped in an l for some reason (laughs) but um it's basically like a tetris piece but like they announce like okay the vita stores and like the ps3 or the ps4 stores whatever are closing are you gonna say oh well last time well hopefully you have a memory that good to reference this moment but Mm. are you gonna say like oh well last time they did this and they went back on it you know like because a lot of people did have that reaction with like even when xbox did this same thing but with their live pricing where it's like i think what's also interesting about this kind of run it back and like change it up you already showed me what you actually wanted to do and now you're just doing what you feel like i want which is nice you know it's nice to have like consumers needs fulfilled but i now know that that you showed me who you wanted to be it kind of reminds me of like you know with um the whole thing of like when the whole digital push and be always online thing it's like even though that was Mm -hmm. dialed back eventually now i know that's what you really want and we only we've seen that you know even more from like the the microsoft standpoint things like that so i don't know like does it make you are you going to get this next big announcement, whether it's like price changes or store closures and say, yeah, but, you know, we'll see if they stick with it or will you still kind of take it at face value? Uh, if we're talking about the exact announcement of when the PS6 comes through and them going, OK, cool, we're going to close down the PS4 stores. I and I feel like I am setting myself up for disappointment a decade from now. I would think that, that <laughs> I would think that, that that wouldn't happen because the PS4. Are you, I would hope that the PS4 and the PS5 stores and eventually the PS6 store are all integrated as one store so that you aren't having to shut down a whole platform. And ah, maybe so it a is a virtual console. Yeah. Like, that's you know, what they call the Wii U eShop. Like the, like, the Wii U not... eShop is referred to as like the virtual console of like those older consoles where you can still buy those games digitally. Yeah. But I, w- and, uh, I guess my thing would be that it's not even a virtual like legacy store legacy console my thing is it would work the same way that that a pc works where the steam store has all these games from quote-unquote different generations even though it's hard to really like specify generations of pc but has all these games right i can buy i can buy portal on steam right now and it not be a problem because it's all one platform i'll think that by the time you get to the ps4 sony has started to understand what uh like the value of being able to carry your games forward and the value of creating a platform and a store that works uh uh going forward that people don't have to keep rebuying shit because the ps3 like i kind of get it for the ps3 that console came out over a decade ago digital like digital purchases were first becoming more and more of a thing for console gaming i understand how you get that wrong in a way where with the ps4 you have to recreate that and you have to figure figure out a new system by the time you get to the ps4 i would have i would hope that you have that solved and that you would not we, we wouldn't have to go through that again where we get an announcement where the PS4 stores are shutting down. Something that would be fun with that too, like with, you know, bringing it back to your point of like getting more support for legacy titles, which also, is that a feature or is that like, well, I'm gonna leave it alone, <laughs> but... It's a feature, damn for, it. Getting more support for legacy titles. Um, like, hey, my my suggestions are weak, but they they are they are accurate. Um, mm. Getting more support. Like, I, it'd be so cool if like PlayStation Plus had like a retro angle to it. Like, um... Like if they gave you like kind of a legacy game, like in this world where all this stuff is available, like on the storefront already. And it's like, okay, this is a title that like 
kind of kind of similar to like PlayStation, um, God, what is it called? The PS Plus collection, but kind of mm-hmm. for like old generations, right? We're always talking about we're the best PS1, PS2, et cetera games. Like what if from that kind of like imagined list they'd give you once a month, you get like an old school game to play. Um, I think that'd be like a really cool way to give a nod to the history that they claim that they want to celebrate. Yeah. To bring in another viewpoint, uh, Bander SN writes into patreon.com, says Comfort Games, again, just like you can, and says, good afternoon, Blessing and Janet. Silence the alarms, send the troops home, and put Kaz back in cryo because PlayStation has officially walked back the PS3 in Vita store closures. RIP PlayStation, uh, PlayStation Portable Store. Does this walk back show that Jim Ryan and PlayStation are willing to make decisions that aren't just to save a few dollars? Was the negative feedback the reason to, uh, for the walk back, or did PlayStation not realize that people actually cared about legacy content that much and decided to take the easy PR win? Lastly, any PSP games we should pick up before the store closes? Thanks for taking my question. To the question of does this walk back show that Jim Ryan and PlayStation will make decisions that aren't just to, to save a few few dollars? I mean, I, I think, yeah. You know, I think there's there is value in good marketing and good PR. And, like, I, I guess think about it this way, right? Like, people pay for good v- P- PR. People pay for good marketing. And this move is a way for PlayStation to kind of come back and get uh, reclaim some of, the, some of those marketing beats that they lost by lo- losing the PS3 store and, and, and announcing that shutdown. Like th- this, I think this is them reclaiming that space and going, wait, 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 it's cool, everybody. <laughs> Let's get it all together. We're good. You don't have to be mad anymore because we did the thing. Who said um, we didn't care? We did? No, that's not, that doesn't sound yeah. like a And so um, in, a round, in a roundabout way, this is kind of a money decision when you're talking about it that way. But it is like, it is, it is them losing money at the same time for them op- opening up the stores. And so it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, it is fascinating when we have, like, these conversations because, like, and I talked about this, like, a bunch on Twitter the other day, like, I went on this huge, like, capitalism rant, but even when it's, you know, you spend money to make money kind of situation, so I think Mm. they, you know, looked at this as an investment in, yes, the history of, of PlayStation, but also, like, in kind of that good faith from the audience and also as, like, you never, as you acquire a new, like, customers consumers players however you want to couch it like you never want to ever burn those who have been with you from like the start i mean there was like that crazy stat i forgot if it's one in five or one in four and i don't know if you remember bless of people who the ps5 is they're like they didn't own a ps4 like ps5 owners who didn't own a ps4 it was like either Mm -hmm. one in five or one in four owners or something like that Mm -hmm. which is wild for a console that's not very available so i think they do have a lot of new people coming in but it's important to remember like those who came before um who are like your diehard fans I also think like, and this is, you know, pure speculations. We're not in the rooms to like know actually what goes into these decisions. But with the um, news from Schreier's reporting and this kind of, a lot of people took that and kind of ran with the idea of, oh, PlayStation, you know, just cares about money. They like don't care about like, they're making stuff, you know, just from just the business of it, like the the hard numbers. And because this is a decision that, doesn't really benefit them super directly i mean sure they can you can be up you can buy more games and technically that's also good but like obviously they thought it would be a better business move to close the stores um it helps go against that narrative like this is kind of them saying like no it's not oh it is about the games even if it's not necessarily always and you know like yeah that's just kind of how that goes so i think it is a a good faith move uh on their part to kind of try to paint that picture of you know we do care about these games and the artistry of it and it's not all just about the money even if it kind of technically is but you know yeah janet hit me with another feature that the ps5 still needs 
Um, yeah. Oh, also, games for the PSP. I don't know of all digital ones because I just I just don't know, and I didn't really download oh, many digital yeah. games. But um, and I feel like this is so like this is too much my brand, the Jack and Daxter thing. But Daxter was a really good PSP game. Um, you know, there's like a bunch of really awesome PSP games. And you guys mentioned a few of them, too, on the episode you did on the Vita. I think you did. Yeah. A few PSP ones, too. Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker would be my suggestion. But that's also see, this is fun because I also don't know. I guess you would be able to get that on the PS Vita store. And so maybe that's not one that you absolutely yeah. need to get. But and so yeah. I, I think this question could be and you know, I don't want to spend like a lot of time on this, but like it goes one of two ways. It depends on like, well, one, are you a, a physical media person? Because I think if you're if you're into physical media, you can already go out and start buying games like Daxter or games like Loco Roco 2 or whatever you want to get uh, if you want the physical. But if you only want those digital, then you could just kind of any best of PSP or Vita list would be sufficient. Um, but if you're just trying to go with what's literally leaving, I would go to that article you brought up, Blessing, of like, these are the games that are going to leave and see if anything on there uh, piques yeah. your interest. Uh, my next feature is a simple one. Uh, make it easier to turn off the machine. <laughs> I know, um, I think Gary Widow was talking about this on the Xcaster somewhere about like how hard it is. But yes, it's too, it, uh, it's like one too many steps to turn off the PlayStation 5. And even if it was just like something that I could edit in the settings and opt into, because like, I think that's where the game phase does end up sometimes like in 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 trying to streamline things it kind of complicates the process like i think it's just opening up the game base and then like going over to like turning it off and then hitting off yeah, like i like, just want that i can i can detail it right now right like right now i have disco elysium open if you to turn off the console from your controller you have to press the playstation button it then opens up the cards menu you have to press down and then you have to press right all the way over to the, uh, over all the way over to the right so you get to power you press x and no, then you, you press go, X again you can go to left. enter rest mode. You can go left, Blessing. Wait, can you? Yeah. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, you learn a new thing every day. Yeah, bro. Oh, like actually... left to go back around? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But my you thing with, the, with the turning it off is that, like, if you owned a PS4, you were so used to holding the PlayStation button to open up that menu. And it's, like, mm -hmm. such a, like, weird learning curve to, like, you only press it. Uh, if you, like, hold it, it goes to back to your home. But that's completely different for what the PS4 was and like having that console for seven years and having that be completely different now, like really fucks with me. See, the yeah, thing and that I think I... like most machines do that, like that's usually how you hold down whatever the main kind of button is and then it'll bring up that prompt. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, the thing that I would do would be one, give us the option to to switch around where the icons are on that bottom menu, because I would like to just put that power button or that power. Yeah. I guess option at the front and then also when i click the playstation button maybe don't start from cards maybe start you from the bottom menu you can switch some of them but i don't think you can switch the power one but you can switch some of the game based stuff out and that's what i things. thought i was looking for that not I much it out, it's not a lot of customization but it's, a it's limited for sure but that is, i'm right there with you that i would like a quicker way to be able to turn off the the power especially do you know did we get any updates on like you know how when the playstation 5 first came out there was like that rest mode bug going on and like don't put it in rest mode because like your thing might get like kind of bricked. Yeah. Is that okay? Because I'm still not putting my PlayStation 5 in rest mode to be honest. I, I didn't pay too much attention to it because I, I was already there. Because like I had, I had dice, my PS5 like, for review, right? And so during the review period, nobody's talking about that stuff because nobody's talking about the PS5. And so I was just using rest, rest mode as, as regular, um, or regularly. And when that stuff started to come up, I was like, oh, well, I mean, I've gotten this far. <laughs> You know, and so like I'll just roll the dice because I'm so used to using you a it. Chancy so. bitch, uh, bless you. Yeah, you like to fuck hey, man. I like it. You gotta, well, you, you gotta have, dance you gotta, over you the fire. You gotta live a little bit. Then. The only reason I actually because I'm not it's not that I'm paranoid yeah. about 
I'm a little paranoid about the bug, but it's not that's not the number one reason I always go to hard like turning it off. But it's because um so every now and then I move my PlayStation 5 from like the living room to like my desk if I'm like streaming off of it. And like that message of like, excuse me, you unplugged this console without I just I hate it. Oh I hate it. Well, that's the thing that pisses me off is So take out I, that message too. Let me just yeah. destroy the machine. Or like automatically disconnect my external hard drive when I turn off my PS5. Cause like that's the thing that gets me every single time when I turn it off and I turn it back on and I get that message of you disconnected this improperly. And I'm like, why wouldn't you just automatically do it? I don't want to go into my every time I turn on my PS5, I don't want to go into my settings to then safely remove my external hard drive. Um, but that's the thing that I get every single time. Uh, but to your point of getting to leave or getting to turn off the PS5 quickly, I also want yeah, to get like to leave, to leave that's parties. What I well, I want to leave my parties way quicker because this is an issue that pops up every single time I'm playing games with somebody. Just yesterday, I was playing Apex with the homie Yusef McGee, and we were like, hey, let's switch over to Discord because our friend Rihanna is playing on Xbox. You want to be able to talk to her on there. And so to leave the party, to leave a party on PlayStation 5, you have to, uh, again, press the PlayStation button to bring, on that, bring up that menu, go down, go over to Game Base, <clears throat> click Game Base, go to uh, find the party that you're in, but then once you find the party, there are, mo- there are more options that are voice chat, uh, messages, invite to game, and more. You have to go into voice chat. Blessing. Uh, what's when up? You, when, you're in a, when you're in a voice chat, it turns into a card. And it's like one of the, like if you're in a voice chat, you're on it. It's like one of the first cards that'll pop up and you just press in, into there and then you can, you can leave. That's another feature that I want. It's better cards. <laughs> I, I do think like the the way it tries to teach you, like it doesn't teach you well of like how to best utilize your your system and the systems available. Yeah, the cards are, so currently are kind of unpredictable, and we'll get we'll get there in a second actually. But that is another complaint of mine is like I would like a way to be able to be like, hey, I, I always want this card first so that I know it's there because that's the thing I don't usually think about because most of the time I'm not in parties, and so. Like you tell you tell me that the card there's a card for parties that pops up when it's there. I think I think somebody told me that told me that at one point and I was like, okay, cool. And I just like it just erased from my mind because I didn't use it again. But if you actually want to go to the parties and actually leave a party, it is a journey <laughs> to get there or regularly without the cards. So what's your uh, card beef? My card so my card beef, I guess I'll 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 insert it here, right? Yeah. I want just like overall improvements to activity cards, because I rarely use them. I only use them if I'm playing a PlayStation exclusive game that I'm stuck in because then Bugsnax. I'm like, shout out to Bugsnax. yeah, shout out to Bucksnacks, right? Like, Bucksnax, like, I don't want to learn how to catch this. And so Maquette. I'm just going to use the card. Maquette yeah, also was yeah. great for that, where I would go into the card to figure out like what everything I'm super stuck on and I just can't figure out. Um, but aside from that, I think the, the cards are a decent idea that just need way better execution and TLC put to them. Uh, I think be able, being able to sort them and customize them would go a long way. There, every time I pull up my cards, like I'm going to pull up right now, right? Um, there's always a friend who's in a joinable game of Genshin Impact. And every time I pull up my cards, it always, it always brings that up. Hey, do you want to join this player that you never interact with in Genshin Impact? <laughs> and my answer well, is always you? no. No, I don't. Because I, I haven't played Genshin Impact since last fall, like, and I don't I know this person. <laughs> I don't know this person, but why for some reason the game... With strangers? I made a lot of mistakes over the like the last ten years <laughs> that I've had um, friends on PlayStation, um, but I mean that's the thing I'll like. I think better options for cards. I'm gonna start playing Genshin amazing. Impact just to piss you off. I don't know why it's always Genshin Impact with these cards. I think it is because I booted up once, and so the and people are always playing Genshin Impact, and so my cards are always just like, hey man, if you wanna if you wanna uh, uh, link up with one of the homies, 
we got you. And I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm, every time I'm like, I am in the middle of playing Disco Elysium right now, PlayStation. Will you leave me alone with the Genshin Impact? Um, but to the point of cards, right? Like, I think more robust, refined card options would be great. It'd be great if there. Were, I know PlayStation community thing anymore. But if there was some sort of community features for the games that I was playing, like say I'm, I play Apex Legends all the time. If I am in the middle of an Apex session, if if like the front card was a, hey, here are the friends that you're playing that are playing Apex Legends as well, you know, that'd be great. I know that functionality is kind of there, but it's just not all the way there. Um, time cool like this. Do you, I don't, I don't think this is a feature because like mm-hmm. I haven't explored the cards like super immensely either. Like I mostly use cards for uh, occasional game help if, it applies which isn't that often but sometimes it does uh get easily getting to my captures when i take like a screenshot or a video to like post to twitter and Mm -hmm. then um one thing i would like to like it brings up your trophies like from the game that you're playing on the cards as well yes but it'd be but it usually only brings up ones that like the game can tell that you're working on them and i would really love to be able to just manually maybe pull in some of those trophies i don't think you can do that but like options like that like i guess kind of to speak to your point like yeah coming up with more like creative ways to use them because like like I'm currently just kind of jumping ahead to a conversation we'll have later too about trophies. Like I'm working on the overcooked all you can eat trophy. And like we had to just write down like we went to the trophies and we just wrote down like these are the ones we're gonna work on today. And like it was I'm like, this has to be a better way to do this that doesn't involve going all the way back to the, the big trophies menu. I know they've made some edits too to make that easier to jump to, but um stuff like that would be really cool. Yeah. I'd also like, you know, maybe game stats or something. You know, if there's a card if, there if there's a card that has a breakdown of time played and then all the stats within a game. You know, I think that could be mm-hmm. cool. Social features, uh, like what my friends are doing in that game, could be a cool thing in order to make the make the PlayStation Five feel like more of this social experience. Like, what if I am playing Disco Elysium and I, and I pulled and I pressed the PlayStation button to bring up cards, and there's a card there that is like, "Hey, X, Y, and Z friend just hit this milestone, and they're doing this 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 thing that you just did, right?" And, and it gave me different uh, different, I guess, ways of doing that, like different uh, stats for different players. I think that could be a cool thing. Like the, my, pro- my problem with it. There's a little bit it, of that in Astrobot, right? Like with the like races, you know, where it's like, yeah. oh, like the speed run angle. So like, yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, like I think there, the, the potential is there for it. But right now for how cards work, it is a feature that I rarely use. I yeah. barely use cards. And it's such a major too, like, thing in there. It's because they give you so much information too. And like, I actually, I really do like the PS5 UI overall. And even like the game base overlay, I think it's really convenient to just kind of like be easily able to easily like pull in information or go to different tabs. It does take a while to learn, but like it does have a lot going for it. But I think the cards, like there's so much information that it gets kind of overwhelming. Like I remember when they, when the PS5 first came out, like during the review cycle, people were talking about like, could there be like a, like almost like a do not disturb for the cards? Because sometimes you open up that, that game base and you just see everything and it just kind of like is a lot of information to take in and i think it ends up making it like less meaningful and you're less likely to actually read it when there is just so many of them and you know that as soon as you open it there's like this big set of cards that's always going to be flooding your screen i think that's another reason that they end up being underutilized by players as well again i asked the audience to write in with their suggestions for features the ps5 still needs levi wrote in and said ps5 features this has been talked about to death uh, but I deeply believe that Game Pass is the future of the industry. PS5 needs to bring PS Plus, PS Now, and the PS Plus Collection all together under one umbrella, simply called PS Plus, that's a Game Pass competitor. Does PS5 need a Game Pass competitor? Um, Probably not need. Also, I would love if it was actually just called Game Pass competitor. 
Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, a need, I'm going to say no. Like, only because I think, and I think that's why PlayStation doesn't have it. Like, they're, you know, we, y'all talk about all the time, like, it's a different game that's being played on the Sony side versus the Microsoft side. And what PlayStation excels in is having like these really marquee exclusive titles um and a few other things that they're dipping into too like they've gone you know at different points different companies have excelled in the indie space um i think what playstation is doing with vr also makes it unique you know i think as often as we want to talk about what playstation lacks like we also have to acknowledge the ways that it is forming its own identity with stuff like vr in a way that no one else is which is so cool um so need no but do i want it yes um do i think the idea of PS plus PS now and like everything kind of under one roof. I think that's probably the most convenient thing to do just in terms of like downsizing all the different things you have. I think also like, you know, PlayStation's been notoriously great at like just being very clear with names, PS4, PS5, PSP, you know, but like the PS plus versus like PS plus collection, like those are also too similar that I always end up mixing them up too. Or then I'll think like, wait, which what's PS now called again? And in just in general, I think PS now just needs a rebrand. Um, whenever there's complaints about PS now, people always say it's actually not that different from Game Pass, and like it's been changed a lot. And the price is different from what you, whatever. Like the reason I don't know about PS now is because no one ever makes me care about PS now. It's not at the forefront. Yeah. And even in times like where you know this is a show all about PlayStation, and it's so rarely. Like, how often are you all really talking about this game came to PS Now? Like, maybe as a one-off, just to be like, oh, Marvel's there. Like, that's interesting. But not it's not, like, something to get excited about and flock to, and you're not playing games as they hit there. So, like, yeah, I mean, generally, though I wouldn't count that as, like, a PS5 feature. I would think that that's more like a Sony product being offered on the PlayStation 5. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know anyone that would look at the PlayStation version of Game Pass and say, no, I don't want that. That'd be bad. Like, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I To the point of PS Now needing a rebrand or need, needing some kind of push behind it, a thing that I've wanted to do, that I've thought about, I've not brought this up at all to, like, Greg or anybody, but, like, it could Let's be fun it. to do a hashtag hashtag PSV played and just have it be PlayStation Now. <laughs> just as a, like, hey, let's all let's all try it and play it so we can like t- so we can actually really dive in and be like Ooh, what are like the things PS that are now in review like what is the service actually like yeah because I, I i think do that i i think it's worth <laughs> it just to it be now. like because <laughs> that, that's the thing that keeps coming up is playstation now in comparison with game pass and every yeah. time we talk about it there are always those people that are like hey man y'all are y'all are ex- excluding like you can you can download games on playstation now now you can there there's these games on it marvel's adventures is on it and there's a vocal audience there that i think will fight for PlayStation Now. But to your point of it needing a rebrand or at least something to kind of bring it to the forefront, nobody really thinks about it in that way. Nobody talks about it in that way. And I think part of that is when you talk about Game Pass, you're talking about them putting first-party games on it. You're talking about games like Outriders coming out at, uh, at launch. You're talking about games like MLB The Show coming out, out on it at launch. And there just feels like there, there it feels like there's a whole uh, uh, different focus on Game Pass for Xbox than PlayStation with PS Now. For PlayStation, PS Now is an additional feature on PlayStation, right? Whereas Game Pass, that is the focus for Xbox. Yes. Um, but I would, I mean, to your point, yeah, like if there was a Game Pass competitor now on PlayStation, yeah, Game Pass, if it was a Game Pass competitor on PlayStation 5, that'd be, a, I would be totally down for that, right? I think that'd be a really awesome thing. And I think it'd be great separated from the whole game pass conversation and xbox in competition and all that stuff separated from all of that i think it'd just be great as an option for people to get into games for a lower price um because gaming is expensive games have gone up to 70 dollars for full price games on these new gen consoles and that is providing a lot of challenges for people whether you want to talk about 
having the money to buy games, whether you want to talk about accessibility and wanting the, the ability to to try games before you actually invest them in them. Like that's that's become a bigger a bigger thing that I've seen talked about by folks by like Steve Saylor and others. Um, that is such a valuable product to have, and I think I think there is a better way to do it. Or at least to to promote it and advertise it and package it up than PlayStation Now, and whether that is putting it in PS Plus uh, or finding a way to package all that stuff together in a way that that feels way more of a in a way that it feels like more of a bigger thing, you know, yeah. I think there's something there for it. It's not even that PlayStation Now is necessarily bad. It's just at this point, like it's gone through so many iterations, and like the initial pitch wasn't that enticing. So even though now the product might be more enticing, it's still in my head. It's the PS Now that was announced like a long time ago and it wasn't that interesting um i think at this point yeah they do have to kind of trojan horse it in there if they want people to get excited about it and they also need to try to figure out how to be able to download ps3 games i, f- I feel like that's still that like too. A, that's a that huge too. thing where it's like game pass you can download it, like all of those games on your xbox all the legacy correct? games where it's like because yeah. of the way ps3 games were developed with the uh, the cell processor or whatever the fuck you nerds talk yeah, about the cell the processor. Um, nah, man, it was great. The cell processor, like oh, the, man, the, the games the, hit different. Times, For some reason, there's no there. way to download <laughs> these games. Um, and I feel like if, if they were able to figure that out, because I think the weakest part of PS Now is the streaming aspect, which was like kind of its core thing at the beginning. Yeah, it wasn't until later where you could download PlayStation PS2 Now, and PS4 games. Yeah, PlayStation Now like, was just too ahead of its of its time it when was, it came out. There's like just little tweaks here and there that I think could make PS Now like really significant jordan aka jord on drums writes in and says i'll love if i could access screenshots and videos from my ps5 on your phone or from the playstation app and i am right there with you jord on drums this That's is the really thing that one. frustrates me so much like the um this wasn't a thing on, on ps4 either right but like i think it's t- I, I i think at this point you need to have that as an option for how shareable everything has become or as, as shareable as, as people want things to be right people share share clips share screenshots and all that stuff all the time and you have the app i think you have the infrastructure right to be able to to take a screenshot and have it automatically upload to a cloud that you can then access from your phone i don't think is a huge ask and would eliminate so many like small issues for people who love sharing stuff like i'm one of those people where yesterday I took a, a clip of an Apex kill that I got. I'm very proud of that Apex kill. It was a great Apex kill. Uh, we were, it was me, Yusef, Brianna. We were fighting somebody so who was Apex? downhill. No, I never, this is my first time playing it. No, I play Apex, yeah. We are fighting somebody downhill. You talk about it more. I, like, I slid, jumped, got behind them, murdered them, Janet. Murdered this person. Saved the clip, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. But, Congratulations. Yeah, but it, I didn't tweet it because... I didn't want to tweet it as the main tweet. I wanted to tweet it as a reply to a tweet I made that was, man, I love Apex, but I didn't want it, want it to be the main thing because I didn't want to act like I was bragging about that kill. You know what I mean? Because like, it was right. a good kill. It wasn't like an amazing kill. It was a good kill. And so I figured a reply tweet would fit this well. To do that, I would have had to have like put a USB in my PS5. I, I would have had to save that. into the inner workings of your... <laughs> Are you thinking this much all the time about everything? It sounds yes. exhausting. Yes, I am. I would have had to put a, P- a USB. I would have had to save it, save it there. I would have had to connect it back to my computer. And you already have the USB for the external storage. So now you got to take it out. Then it's like, hey, well, you ejected this external storage. I get it, And man. it's a struggle. On my Xbox, yeah, all that shit just saves. And I can access it on my phone and save it and just tweet it however I want to. Yes. Um, and so I would like that functionality. Also, when I tweet clips directly from my playstation 5 twitter compresses that shit to hell 
it is fucked up the things that they do to my videos. I, 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 I feel like sending videos from Switch to Twitter is like better than sending uh, videos from PlayStation to Twitter. It's fucking insane. Well, especially too because like the edit, like it's nice that there's like way more editing features like on PS5 versus something like Switch where it's like way more minimalistic. But the amount of time, it like it also just kills the flow. Like in general, like a, a lot of companies need to streamline this whole thing, like of sharing stuff because. It's like, oh, I'm having fun. Let me take this clip of this thing. Okay, let me go to my thing. Let me make sure it's like edited properly. Like, let me like add in all the stuff. And then also too, like there's additional like reasons it sucks to share straight from console because if you like, like you can't swear when you share straight from console. And sometimes I swear in my tweets. So I feel like, okay, now let me do this manually. And like, it's like, you know, like, oh, we blocked this message because of whatever. Now I have to like my filtered ass message. It's just a mess. Um, But yeah, I would love to see that, especially because, in ge- like it would get me to more like readily use the app now that the app is bad and they did mention like some of the app um like on the blog post they mentioned like some of the, the updates they've recently made to the playstation app um that being one of them would be really really cool yeah so so far janet for our 10 features the ps5 still needs conversation we've talked about eight features so far they are expandable ssd storage better support for legacy titles improvement to activity cards themes folders uh, a Game Pass competitor, uh, screenshots and videos on phone, and I am somehow missing one. What did I miss? Uh, oh, a streamlined uh, way to turn off the yes. console. Yes. <laughs> like, so we have two more to talk about, uh, one from you and then one more from the audience. And so, Janet, what is your last one you want to talk about? Uh, quick resume. I'm still in it from Xbox. It's a great, great feature. Let's do it. Or, or just easier game switching. It doesn't even necessarily need to be quick resume proper, but it's not easy to switch between games and I want it to be, uh, especially for like the amount of times that I am playing, like you mentioned games like FIFA or like games. I'm just kind of casually jumping into every now and then versus um, stuff that I'm like more so mainlining. Yes. That's what I want. I'm right there with you. Uh, you know what? Also, I looked at someone, a in in the, uh, someone in the chat, uh, JT Savage said, let me record for a minute. Not 30 seconds or five minutes. That's very accurate too. Oh, the, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can record for a minute though. Can't you? Like, um, is it like one, three, five? Wait, what do you mean? For like, for what, what's the capture settings on PlayStation? Is it really 30 seconds oh, wait. or one? Are, or are you talking minutes? about, are you talking about when you are, uh, setting it? Like when you, when you, yeah. uh, press start recording? Yeah. I oh, then you, you, you can. Yeah. It lets you, it lets you edit those a little bit, right? Yes. But I think they're talking about uh, when, when you, say, when you, save like, recent when you double hit like the, uh, share button or whatever. And that like automatically captures a clip for you. Oh, yes. I think you can edit that in the settings, though, actually. Then yeah. you can go deep into the settings. And well, you can do that. But what this person is talking about is when you go to save recent gameplay and then you go to, then you go to save short clip. It then yeah. goes 1535. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I think they're talking about specifically, which I'm right there with you. I would like a minute or maybe two minutes. Just in 30 addition, seconds just... never feels like enough. Yeah, it's 35, 15, 30 or an hour to save recent gameplay yeah this chat yeah it's like that is a weird yeah 30 seconds is like not having that one minute is kind of odd uh i got one more here from jordan lee rowan who talks about more controller options they write in and say it's simple black controllers with these white ones it doesn't take long for those handles to get real nasty and yeah i'm I'm to to add more to that i'll just say customizable like more customized controllers in general like more colors i i've wanted uh playstation to have the equivalent to design labs xbox design labs yes uh yeah, which is currently now. on hiatus for a little while i don't know when they're bringing that back yet i don't think they've brought it back yet 
yeah. uh, with this new gen. But yeah, I would like that, especially now that we have the dual sense, which personally I felt like DualShock 4 custom controllers or different colorways never really looked that good to me. I think because the controller is so thin, it just doesn't have the real estate to be visually appealing, in my opinion. But now that the dual sense is a little bit meatier, I think it'll look it would look really good with some design lab stuff. Um so yeah, I'd like that as well. I don't find that the white ones get like nasty though. I mean, you do have to be a little more, a little more, but I don't know. I'm not Wait, like- say that again, you cut out for a second. I, I don't think the white ones get like super nasty or anything okay. like that. Like you're, the controller, you, you, like just- Just don't eat Doritos while playing, you know? Yeah, like- Here's my thing. Which is I so get chops, chopsticks and flaming Hot Cheetos. Ooh, like it's yeah. a lifestyle. Yep. Yeah. Like mine have never gotten nasty at all, but I have seen pictures of people- on Twitter, who've tweeted out that like, oh yeah, look at my PlayStation Five controller, and it looks like fucking dirt. Like they I don't need know to if wash it's their a hands, bless. They need to. It wash might be their a sweat hands. thing. Like maybe maybe people just sweat more than other Did others. Did you own one of those controllers that had the fan in the back? No, was that a really? thing? Yeah. No. Yeah, on like PlayStation Three era, even like PS Two era. Yeah, I had like um, I had like it wasn't Mad Cats. It was like a different third party like off-brand controller something like that but you could you had a fan built into the back you could have it like low high i low-key want them to bring those back they were so i remember those i remember those right right you should get you got you got to try it out it's an experience oh i'm it was great because my hands get sweaty especially like when playing mlb the show um and yeah my hands get sweaty but my my dual sense hasn't gotten dirty so i think these kids hands are just dirty bless they're not. They're not hey, using the chopsticks. What can you, you know? do when you're when you're riding dirty? What can update. you do? Please wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Janet, we have our ten features that the PS5 still needs. They go like this: expandable SSD storage, better support for legacy titles, improvement to activity cards, themes, stream a streamlined way to turn off the console, quick resume slash better game switching, folders, a Game Pass competitor, screenshots and videos on your phone, and then more controller options. We did it, everybody. Sony, you can hire us. We got you. We'll take the PS5 into victory over the course of the generation. Let's get into PlayStation updates. But before we do, let me tell you about our sponsor. This episode of PS I Love You XOXO is brought to you by ExpressVPN. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that. Private. What changed? The internet. Think about everything you've browsed, searched for, watched, or tweeted. Now imagine all that data being crawled through, collected, and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record. Your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebrities worried about. But in an era where everyone is online, everyone is a public figure. To keep my data private when I go online, I turn to ExpressVPN. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use your IP address to uniquely identify you and your location. But with ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server and my IP address is masked. Every time I turn my ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it more difficult for third parties to identify me and harvest my data. And the best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. No matter what device you're on, phone, laptop, or smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button to get protected. So if, like me, you believe that your data is your business, secure yourself with the number one rated VPN on the market. Visit expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and get three extra months for free. 
That is expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. Go to expressvpn.com slash kind of funny to learn more. We're also brought to you by Canva. Listen, design is hard. I'm talking about art design. Even making thumbnails in Photoshop can be hard sometimes for me, but that's why I'm excited to tell you about Canva. Kind of funny loves Canva. Tim Getty says himself that it is super dope and easy to use. It makes all design stuff. You just pick styles you like, and it does all the work. Super helpful for creators. Canva Pro is the easy-to-use design platform that has everything you need to design like a pro. Whether you're a professional designer or just getting started, Canva Pro can help you boost you and your team's productivity and creativity. It's a quick, easy, and affordable way to design whatever you need. No matter what you're creating and sharing, Canva Pro has everything you need in one place, including a collection of over 75 million premium photos, videos, audio, and graphics. Plus, Canva Pro comes with time-saving tools with simplify, that simplify and speed up the creative process. You get all this and more in just one Canva Pro subscription. One of my favorite Canva features is how you can stay on brand. Preset your brand's fonts, colors, and logo for a unified look across all designs. There's no idea too big or too small for Canva Pro. Whether you're like me, struggling to make video thumbnails, or you're an entrepreneur, or even a crafty mom. <laughs> I love this ad. Design, design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a, a free 45-day extended trial when you use my promo code. Just go to canva.me slash kfgames to get your free 45-day extended trial. That is C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash kfgames canva.me slash kf games and we're back with playstation updates we actually tackled one already which would have been the playstation store coming back on ps3 and ps vita uh do you have anything left to say about that do we feel like we're good with that conversation yeah i'm excited to put off buying these games again until oh yeah announce the closing again and then i will shuffle over and try to like get all these games on my vita Hell yeah, same. All right, then let's talk about our hopes and dreams for Ghost of Tsushima Legends 2 or whatever Sucker Punch's multiplayer game is. I am pulling from a news story that went up last week from Matt Perslow at IGN who talks about how Sucker Punch is working on a multiplayer game. Ghost of Tsushima developer Sucker Punch is working on a new project that it describes as a spectacular multiplayer game. The news arrives in the form of a job advertisement on Sucker Punch's job recruitment website. The developer is seeking a multiplayer slash network programmer to join its team in Bellevue, Washington. Quote, our talented multiplayer designers create awesome game team experiences, and you'll be pivotal in bringing that creativity to life in a spectacular multiplayer game, reads the job description. As for if this new project is a Tsushima multiplayer game, Sucker Punch has recently advertised for a writer with a, quote, desire to write stories set in feudal Japan, end quote. We can't tell if these projects are related or separate right now, but take from that what you will. Janet, do you, what's your take on this new multiplayer project? Do you think it is Ghost Tsushima related or something entirely different? Oh, man, what a weird time for like this kind of story with talking about like, series on playstation and then also things that like don't end up getting picked up to be a series um mm. i'm gonna oh man i'm gonna say that it is because the whole thing with like and blessing you're like a legends expert you played the, a bunch of tsushima legends that whole thing was like the multiplayer angle and i feel like you like you know to your points earlier um when talking about like that dlc you're like oh that was like some of the best parts of it so i think 
they you're probably not the only person that has that sentiment or that feedback. So I'm guessing they might want to double down on that and maybe make that a more integrated role in like the mainline ver- campaign version of whatever like Ghost Tsushima 2 would be. So I would mm-hmm. bet that it's the same thing. I think it's usually, especially because Ghost Tsushima was, I think it sold pretty well. It was fairly critically acclaimed. Um, pretty much everyone likes that game at least a little bit. So yeah, I'm going to guess it's the second one like a continuation in the series and that they're just going to have multiplayer play a more like prominent role in the campaign. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I think this is 100% going to be Ghost of Tsushima Legends. Uh, when that game got, when that game came out, when I say game, I mean legend specifically, when that came out as an extra mode within Ghost of Tsushima, it, I think had such a good reception. Everybody that tried it that I know of loved it. And I loved it. You know, and I think, I think it was a fantastic use of, that gameplay and the world of ghost of tsushima i thought it was just as interesting and fascinating because the whole thing with it in terms of its story and lore was that it was this retelling of the actual story of ghost of tsushima but told in this mystical fantastical way based on legends there you have ghost of tsushima legends uh and i think that could cont- like when you talk about playstation and the stories that we've been talking about over the last few weeks in terms of how they greenlight stuff and in terms of them wanting to build franchises and probably work on fewer new ip but creating ways to continue to uplift uplift those those fewer uh uh ip in the way that we talked about last was right getting a possible remake last was multiplayer last was tv show been working on on mobile stuff that will probably include last was to some extent i could see ghost shima being treated in a very similar last way last was you... ar game can't wait <laughs> last of us vr uh i could see ghost shima getting that similar kind of treatment where you do get Ghost of Tsushima 2, but then following it, or maybe before it, depending on what the timelines are, we do get Ghost of Tsushima Legends, and the the, the games work to, work together in order to build up the Ghost of Tsushima brand uh, and make it this thing that people continue to flock to. Because Ghost of Tsushima Legends, or Ghost of Tsushima sales of the proper game are really good. And I'm even looking at this article from happygamer.com that talks about Ghost of Tsushima Legends uh, player count, right? It's an article written by, I cannot find the name of whoever wrote the article. It's probably at the end. No, there's just no name. Interesting. Uh, but the, this article from happygamer.com goes, on October 6th, 16th, Sucker Punch Productions released the first update for Ghost of Tsushima, which added a new game plus new game plus mode to a single player campaign as well as multiplayer expansion called Legends, where two players can team up for co for co-op story missions and four players can team up for survival challenges and the newly added raid on friday sucker punch and sony shared the total player count for legends revealing that over 11 million missions have been played 141 million oni had been defeated uh i thought they would have an actual player count but based on those numbers right like pretty good numbers in terms of like people who have completed missions probably speaks to dlc where people don't usually play dlc i mean how many people actually finished ghost to begin with that would want to mm. go into the dlc like that number is already lower so i think we have to take that into account too like even if the numbers aren't like you know completely insane like that's already a really small demographic slice yeah and like talking about the article talking about how over 11 million missions have been played that i mean that probably i could probably estimate that maybe that means three million players a few million players that actually did hop into to legends to check it out and that begs the question of, hey, how many would have checked it out if it was just released as a free-to-play thing that was separate from Ghost of Shima? Or what happens if you release it as a $20 title or a $30 title that people can jump into that is separate from, from Tsushima, but you build up as its own thing? I think them releasing Legends, it getting such a positive response speaks to the fact that there's something there that people will show up for and that gets people hyped. And so... Also, there's a Jin I'm Funko Pop, so I think, that, I think that there will be a second game based on oh. that alone. 1000 percent 
Then our last PlayStation update. Uh, Janet, do you want to speculate with me? Could PlayStation buy Square Enix? Question mark. Before we even get into it, I'm gonna I'm gonna put out there the answer is probably no. But the reason I asked this question is because last week, uh, Square Enix responded to a report that multiple companies are interested in the acquisition. I'm pulling from Hyren Cryer at Games Radar. Square Enix has responded to to reports that multiple companies are looking to acquire it, saying it quote does not consider selling off the company end quote. The short response also states that they have yet to receive any offers from third parties after an earlier report claimed several unnamed companies are considering making an acquisition offer. The statement reads, quote, Bloomberg has reported today that there is interest from several buyers to acquire Square Enix. However, this report is not based on any announcement by Square Enix Holdings Company Limited, end quote. This follows this original report saying a Square Enix acquisition could be in the works according to a new report. I feel like I'm just passing reports back and forth. Yeah, it's just like a, it's just, they just stack <laughs> on each other. It's like according to this report that bounced off of this report, uh, this news comes from Bloomberg Japan uh, with a relatively short and snappy post claiming that multiple companies are currently interested in, in acquiring Square Enix, although the report doesn't name any of the companies that are currently pursuing the, the potential acquisition. However, don't take this as a guarantee that Square Enix will actually be acquired by another company. As the MPD, MPD group's Matt Piscatella notes in a tweet, just about every big name publisher in the games industry looks into potential partnerships, mergers, and acquisitions. But it's incredibly rare that something like this actually goes ahead. I like this story just as a, a thing to speculate about because I think there's a very little chance that PlayStation acquires Square Enix. But Janet, what if? What if? What what great of move that would be to counter? The I think anything thing? is possible. I mean, it's like you don't know how you know, desperate they would be to have something like that or how much they want something like that in their portfolio. Like, I feel like, you know, a few months ago or a few years ago, would we have said that Microsoft would buy Bethesda. I don't think any, I mean, I don't think it's like a crazy thing to have speculated prior, but I don't think it was necessarily a prediction because like those things are so expensive and such a big investment. Um, and you also, you know, it also takes both players wanting to agree to that kind of deal. So, there's a, you know, even as that like original report mentions where it's like, oh, the people are always looking into things, but it doesn't mean anything's going to happen. But it also means it doesn't mean anything isn't going to happen as well. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, I could totally see that world. Um, and God, I would love to be around for those conversations just because like there's so much like random bad blood between fan bases of like, oh, like buying this is, you know, now you're making this thing exclusive, but then like PlayStation is so like powerful with exclusives. It, I would just love to be there for the drama of if PlayStation bought Square. Um, but yeah, technically possible. Is it likely? Probably not, especially given Square's statement of like, oh, we're not for sale. But also everyone's not for sale until they are. So we'll see. Yeah, that's the that's the big thing, right? I think Square Enix coming out and making the statement of, hey, we're not for sale. Like, I sure that's probably that I, I do believe that statement from the fact of to their investors, they're probably like, hey, don't worry. Like these aren't actual real things. Exactly. Please stay with us. But then also um anybody would say that if you're a big company like square enix that is publicly traded i think you would say this regardless of what the actual like what conversations are happening no matter how small or how big and i could see on a very very small scale a bigger company talking about hey what if we did try to go for this and, and that being a thing um but again those conversations are always so murky and so and and, and weird weird to piece out and don't necessarily mean mean that the thing is actually going to happen um cool to speculate janet it's time for playstation picks 
This is where we highlight a few of the cool-looking games coming to PSN this week, uh, starting with the big hitters. We got MLB The Show 21. That's coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. It's also coming to Xbox Series X slash S and Xbox One, which I usually wouldn't highlight on this show, but it's a PlayStation published game, so might as well name all the platforms. Uh, that's coming out on Tuesday, April 20th. Uh, we're also getting Judgment. That's coming out on PlayStation 5 Friday, April 23rd. And again, then if new- you want to hear uh, kind of funny reviews, you can go over to Kind of Funny Xcast live every Saturday morning, usually at 6 a.m. Pacific. Uh, we had a special episode that went up early for the MLB The Show uh, review so far, where myself, Paris Lily, and Snowbike Mike talked about our time with the game. What a bizarre world. Oh, now actually, I'm going to ask you that when we get to what what we've been playing, Barry, because I do want to hear your Emily the show show thoughts. Because we should talk about that on a PlayStation show. My response uh, is going to be the link to this week's. <laughs> no, I'm God kidding. damn it! I'm God I'm damn it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also got near, <laughs> near replicant version. Or let me hold, hold on, let me let me correct that. Near replicant ver dot. 1.22474487139. That's coming to or dot 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 after that. There's an ellipsis after that nine. That's coming to PS4 on Friday, April 23rd. And then uh there's a Resident Evil Village Castle demo that's coming to PS5 and PS4 on Saturday, April 24th. In terms of our actual PlayStation picks, uh coming out on Thursday, April 22nd, we have Buildings Have Feelings 2. That's coming to PS4. Uh, Buildings Have Feelings 2 is an exciting new city management game about buildings in the in the city they inhabit. Imagine a city where buildings can walk and talk to one another. Each one has its own aspirations, hopes, and fears. And listen, if you're listening to the audio podcast and you're like, that sounds preposterous, certainly that can't be what the actual game is. I implore you, come over to the video <laughs> version of the show so you can actually watch the trailer that's playing because it is exactly what I just described. Now I'm just picturing like your, the earlier conversation we had of like random cars flying through these buildings in Spider-Man's New York. And now I'm just thinking of these buildings actually being people. And that's so sad. It is a hilarious trailer because I, I, when I was doing uh, research for PlayStation picks, this game came up and I was like, oh, certainly it's going to be just whatever indie game. And watching the trailer and seeing buildings walk around the city, talk to each other, have dialogue. I, that looks fun. That looks fun. Shout like out to them. They're, they're just little buildings with like the little like arms and legs. It's cute. Yeah, little it's stick cute. figure arms. It's great. Yeah. And then we also got Smelter. That's coming out to, That's coming out on PlayStation 4 Thursday, April 22nd. You are Eve, fresh out of Eden, and armed with a living suit of armor, Smelter. <laughs> Explore, hold on. Explore a dangerous new world, battle its bizarre denizens, and expand your empire in a desperate journey to find Adam. It's the Adam and Eve game we've all wanted. I'm all about this. Sure. I'm all about this. And if you look at you the, actual, the, the actual, offhand? it's like a 2D like action platformer. We have gameplay here playing finally. Yeah, it, look, it looks pretty cool, honestly. Like aside from the ridiculous premise and you playing as Eve on your search for Adam, game looks really cool. Has fun pixel art. Has fun combat. It looks like apparently has a, some strategy game elements to it. Go get him, Smelter. Janet, it's time to talk about what we've been playing. Uh, what have you been playing? I've been playing Overcooked All You Can Eat. I've been playing this game for a long time. I got it um, before it had come out on PS5. And it came out on all consoles, like all gens uh, this year. But it came out on PS5 last year. Uh, I am working on that because I'm working on the Platinum for that game. Which Whoa. is a pain because it's a Platinum for like... It, you have to play like 
two games, but you only get one platinum, which is that is what it is. But yeah, I'm working on that with um, my brother's fiance. Like we're both playing through it. We have like the best overcooked gameplay ever. Like I'm not like I, I don't normally brag about like my gaming ability because I feel like I I'm fine. Like I'm just all right. Um, but overcooked, yeah. No, I we got that stuff down to a science. No arguments just vibes and strategy it's so good so much fun um and yeah man i love that game and it's like one of the few games that i actually am excited to be digging into every element of it like all you can eat includes like all the dlc and man like that dlc that <sighs> overcooked is just such a good game like they got like the carnivals and like the you're making s'mores like they got uh, there's so many like creative and fun recipes in there um so i'm digging into that a lot um it takes two playing that with my brother um oh, yeah. we're now eight hours in so we're How you liking like, it I like it, but I feel like it it's it's like super fun. Like it's very creative. I feel like it's very much the developers showing off what they can do with this concept of two player co-op. Um, however, I feel like it says so many things. It kind of ends up saying nothing mechanically. I think it goes through too many ideas too quickly. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I think I, I'd, I'd recommend that game for sure. Like it's really fun. Um, and I think every now and then I will say, uh, this is gonna people are gonna be like, oh, it's a co-op game. But like, I think sometimes it's too cooperative in the sense that you don't get a lot of times where you can kind of splinter off and do your own thing. There are some areas in which you can do that, but I feel like they're less so the case than in something like A Way Out, where it did feel like you could spend a lot of time kind of working on separate stuff and then coming back together. So I wish that flow was a little bit more sparsed out. Um, but yeah, enjoying it overall. Hell yeah. Uh, and then other than that, just Cozy Grove and Ring Fit Adventure. I've been trying to beat Ring Fit since it came out. Uh, but it's exercise, so it's taking a while. Yeah, I was going to say, is I've not played Ring Fit Adventure, but I hear so much about it because it, it came in clutch for so many people, especially during quarantine, to work out. You Can can you beat that game? I didn't know you could beat oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Story mode, oh, baby. Yeah. Wow. Did you, did you play it, Bear? Did you beat it? Uh, we haven't beat it, but yeah, that was something that Alyssa eventually like really wanted. So we, we tracked one down, and uh, we, we started it a, a while back ago. Uh, she got way farther than I did, but yeah, that's it's it's a really fun game. It's got like twenty worlds. Like it's an it's a when it says fitness RPG, it's like an RPG for real. Like that thing is mm-hmm. I, I'm I don't know how many um, I don't have my switch handy, so I can't look at the hours, but I have a lot of hours into that game, and I'm still only on like world fifteen, and I've been playing that game since the day the game came out. So, but exercise that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm. I've been playing, uh, well, I'll start off with Resident Evil 7, because I started playing that for the kind of funny stream, me and Andy been playing that one together. We played the first three hours, and let me tell you, it's a pretty good game. I'm a I'm I am a terrified person, and so playing that game. Go to uh, twitter.com slash kind of funny vids, Instagram, or uh, no, kind of twitter.com slash kind of funny vids oh blessing. twitter sorry don't you're right, you're stay right, you're in right, your right. lane i am the social guy stay in your lane right. blessing i'm Go sorry to that clip out of blessing reacting to whatever came out of that like uh the wall at one point one of the we, funniest we call him clip outs. we call him joel mcwolves <laughs> why <laughs> you'll, if you watch the clip you'll get why you'll get why but yeah i am i am a terrified person man i i played playing the first three hours of Resident Evil 7. Both me and Andy had plenty of jump scares. And it, and uh, to bounce off Barrett, go over to youtube.com slash plays and check out the VOD of me and, me and Andy playing those first three hours. Because, uh, man, it is stressful. Any game, any game that has a presence that is following you and trying to track you down in a building, I am terrified of. And so Resident Evil 2, hella scary for me. Resident Evil 7, I didn't realize that was a thing. I didn't realize that that was coming back. And so when that started, I was like, oh, fuck no. Um, 
that all and and I actually described it like this to uh, I think I, I described it like this on the stream or maybe it was off stream I forget. But I was talking to Andy and I was like, dude, it reminds me how there's a Dave Chappelle stand up where he's at the Laugh Factory and he's he he was talking about he was talking about Kramer because Kramer had the thing where he went crazy at the Laugh Factory and started saying all these racial, racial slurs and whatever. And Dave Chappelle was like. As a black man, I was offended, and I was like, "Kramer, how dare you!" But as a comedian, I was like, "You got this, Kramer. You can do. Yeah. You can do it." He's having a bad set. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad also, set. This is a back-to-back Chappelle references on episodes of PS. I love you. Was there one last week? Yeah, you mentioned the uh, Coke or Pepsi, whatever one's paying oh, you the most. Yeah. God, I love Dave Chappelle. I love Dave Chappelle so much. I'm excited uh, to see what the next reference is going to be next stay, episode. Stay tuned next week for another Dave Chappelle reference. More Dave Chappelle, more Apex Legends. But I, to, to that end, right, I, I was talking to Andy, and I was like, hey, man, I have the similar thing where as a as a person who is, like, has, as a gamer, right, playing this game on stream right now, I'm fucking terrified at every single moment in this game, and I hate this experience. But... As somebody who plays a lot of games and loves to to, to uh, critique and comment about games, this game is really good. The game has a really good game design. Like they fucking killed it. What a good game! And so shout out to Resident it's Evil so Seven. It's so awesome. I actually uh, I'm can't so wait to play I'm so excited that you're playing it. That's so cool. Like I, that's the first uh, Resident Evil game I ever played. Um, and I had played with my friend who like had played like all the Resident Evil games, which was great because she like understood like all the weird take this shape and then twist it to make a key, <laughs> like all the random weird Resident Evil stuff of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's such a fantastic game. And like, I really urge everyone listening, even if you don't like horror, if you if you can at all handle it, like it's not going to like, you know, give you crazy nightmares or anything, you absolutely should play it. Because I think it, even though it is scary, it, I don't know, I guess it gives you enough downtime and it, there's enough sim elements to how Resident Evil is pacing wise that I find it really manageable. Um, and there are jump scares, but it's not like, you know super overdone or anything like that um so yeah i'm also just like you blessing like i'm so terrified all the time but i will stomach it for resident evil because god those games are good also i I do want to give a shout out to how how much the game is like the resident evil games that i actually really love and really appreciate i think a big a big part of why i never gravitated toward resident evil 7 when it first released and why i didn't really care much about re8 uh was because you know, a couple of years ago, RE2 Remake came out, and I loved playing that game. That was one of my games of the year that year. And then playing RE3, like, I have a lot of critiques with RE3, super short game that feels very, very thin in a lot of places. But I do, I do, I do, I do enjoy that type of game. I do enjoy that type of Resident Evil. And just by looking at trailers and stuff, I didn't realize that RE7 and RE8 by extension were very much that, but just first person. And so I always got the vibe that RE7 was just dynamically different, and I didn't really care. I didn't really care about that. Not that I thought it was going to be bad or anything like that, because I know people have amazing things to say about RE7 and RE8. But I just wrote them off as just not something that that interested me. And playing RE7 so far, I'm like, oh shit, this really is the same same exact type of game, just different perspective. Um, and so very much looking forward to playing more. I also been playing uh, Disco Elysium for our hashtag PFC played this. Janet, I played. Disco Elysium pretty much all weekend, nonstop. Hey. Like the only so thing, all I did this weekend was play Disco Elysium and nap. Uh, and I am into it. I am. I like. I don't know if it's my character build because I made my I made a character with high intelligence, but then also low psyche, and everything is so depressing. <laughs> like everything is like my character just has this this terrible view of the world. Everybody in the world is so like mean. It seems like so sad um like the game is just so depressing to play but 
I'm into it. Like I'm enjoying every single dialogue sequence. The game just feels so in depth with with its writing and how much of, of the world that it it fleshes out. It has gotten very political, which I don't. I think I was expecting a little bit, but I was expecting uh, it to go to the extent where it is to where now it's the game is basically trying to make me choose what my political standing is, and I have two political ideologies that I'm kind of bouncing back and forth between. The game keeps trying to push me toward one, and I'm like. I'm like the game is it feels like the game is trying to turn me into a con but I'm like I am not a communist but I'm also not this thing either like where's the spectrum I'm somewhere in the spectrum you know um and so that's been a, it's been a fun thing to kind of go back and forth within that in the game and and then also uh uh still have that thing where I feel like I am solving a case like it is a detective ass detective game where I am talking to all the characters I meet trying to figure out what their view is of the world and what happened and the case and all this stuff uh it really is making me go through all those motions in a way that feels like i am truly role-playing this detective which is really cool uh so i'm really liking it can't wait to talk about it with greg in a few weeks bless i I feel i feel very guilty because i i said i would do this along with you guys and i have not touched disco elysium since that first hour Dude, you got and you time get to though. Elysium too. Like, I'm trying to. I really wanted to get a review out by the end of the month. The game's really long. It's like 40 hours at least. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get to this. And I still have not like fully dug into it. But hopefully, I'll be able to play it in time to like hear y'all talk about it uh, for that episode. Because I've been wanting to like jump in on stuff like that too. Just to like, it's really fun like playing an older game and getting to have content to consume that's still like new. Um, which is like what's such a cool idea about the show. So uh, hopefully, I make it in time. I don't know that I will, but I'm gonna try. Paul Moore in chat says, you're a moralist. It, here's the thing, all right? The game keeps telling me that I'm a moralist, and I don't like it because I feel like the game is talking down to me for being a moralist. Because, <laughs> like, the, the game essentially takes place in this alternate world where uh, moralist is basically the game's version of, cent- of centrism. And I am mm, not a centrist. I am yeah. not a centrist. Ooh. I am not wow. a centrist, damn it. But... In the game, you know, if I had known the, this, I would never have agreed yeah, to the show. The, no, but the way they paint it in the the way they paint moralism in the game makes it feel like not centrism, sorry, but more so like something. <laughs> God yeah, damn it! They, I am not a centrist. They're trying to make you feel like a, a Ben Shapiro motherfucker who's like, oh, like no, I have the, I have the moral. That's less, less. Huh. That, or that's that's very white right wing. That's very right. Well, no, ben he's right wing, but he likes to paint himself as like a, a like, oh, I'm middle guy. <laughs> Here's the thing. The game gives the game is basically like, hey, either you are a centrist or you are a communist. Nowhere in between. And I'm like, I'm somewhere in between. Damn it. <laughs> let me let me oh let God, me be on the spectrum. Unlocked. I like it. No, it's Disco Elysium that's making me I, mad. I love it that keeps talking to down like, to me. Hey, if you're in the center, it keeps you're just... talking down to me. <laughs> oh man, I need to play more of this game. Like, let yeah, me no, just I'm, let me just be less sales pitch. Of, I'm like, let me see. What kind of censorship Lessing's getting up to in this? Game. But my my thing is, let me just be left wing. Because here's the thing: there's four there's pretty much four political alignments in the game. You have moralist, which is like centrist, but seems like it's left leaning centrist a little bit. Um, you have communist. You have uh, I forget the name of the, of, of the one, but it's basically racist. And then you also have ultra ultra liberalism, which is basically actually right wing. When you actually go into the the nuts and bolts of it, oh, this um, is, that's a lot. And so, like, it's like no matter what you choose, you are an extreme of something. So it's like a, a neoliberal almost for what ultra, for ultra liberal? No, it's more. It's it's way more right wing. That's interesting. Yeah. 
but this is like the game equivalent of when like you're in blessing you and i were talking about like music and how to find new music and being washed and stuff but like this is like the game equivalent of when your algorithm like your discover weekly gives you like crash songs and it's like wait does my algorithm think i'm basic that is, yeah it's like when Elysium it's... think i'm a centrist <laughs> but also it's uh, like when blessing, it's like, like when TikTok... neo, neoliberalism is like uh we're, we're we're um you support gay rights but you still don't care about like homeless people it's a it's very okay. Like, okay. Financial. Big San okay. Francisco energy. Yeah. Okay. yeah, big San Francisco energy. Exactly. Hold on. Let me see if I can. I'm gonna see if I can actually find the. Oh my god, the bright. Where, where you love the aesthetic. You love the aesthetic of liberalism. Right now in another window. It's, <laughs> it's my second monitor. You love the aesthetic of liberalism, but you love capitalism. That's what neoliberalism. Um, so blessing, like you're you're looking at that you're, monitor was like that cat meme of where. It, <laughs> it's like you're uh, fiscally conservative and socially socially liberal. Mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, those people. Love those guys. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So there's yep. four there's four alignments, right? There's communism. <laughs> I love how we're getting into deep political discussion based the on four alignments. Game, but it's that type of game. There's Feel communism. Really like, why are y'all talking about this if it's games? Like what if what is the game is political? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we all know what communism is. I think it's it's the same type of communism in, in the real world. There's fascism. Uh, this is the baddest of all the ideologies, so no one admits they're a fascist. Rather, they're traditionalist or nationalist, a term Classic. they get really angry if you if you associate with fascism, uh, and they, they go on about it. But that's one of the political alignments. There's moralism, um, and it's pre- basically described as quote-unquote normal, right? Finally, something normal, enough of those ramblings. In this world, there's also a sensible a sensible ideology for people who simply want to do good by everyone. How? By looking at the options on the table and saying, no, I don't want any of those associated with me. I just, I just want to play a regular, inconsequential, inconsequential, doesn't really believe in anything type of detective. God. And so it's basically describing it as centrist. Uh, and then you have ultra-liberal, which is, do you grind and hustle? Sure you do. You're a mon- money engineer, a money scientist. You you move money on a level on a level inconceivable to the ordinary citizen. What is money anyway? Money is trust, and it's basically describing somebody who is basically ultra ultra capitalist. And so, yeah. like, those are your alignments. Those are all your choices. Damn. Oh, people were asking, when do we need to finish by to catch the episode? Like, when's that coming out? Oh, that is a good question that you not have an answer for. I mean, probably the first this time next month. Yeah. I would imagine. Like probably like we, mid we next month. We usually do like the first episode of the month, right? No, it ranges. I think we've, mm. we've shifted from like first, second. Really, it depends on when we both beat the game next month is really what the real answer is. And when there's a topic of the show that isn't going to take up the whole the whole show. When you have a kind of a free-ish week to, to expand on that conversation right. is the real answer. But there you go. Disco Elysium. I'm having a great time with it. Uh, the game is I'm super looking smart. Forward to pl- I have to play it now so I can judge you. You're going to... I mean... No matter what you do, I think you're going to end up judging yourself, too, based on how the game characterizes you. Well, I was going to do that already, even if I didn't play the game. So I might as well, <laughs> might as well queue it up. Um, but, you know, that sounds cool. This is the, the point in the show where we do hashtag PS. I love photo mode. But since Greg isn't here, we're going to table that for next week. Remember, <laughs> this week's photo mode is Disco Elysium. And so send your screenshots. Uh, Janet, I want to bring back a fan favorite segment called Trophy Talk. Now, this is a fun one. Because since you're the guest of the show, this is where I would look up your trophies and have a breakdown of your trophies. But right now I'm on PSN profiles and I'm trying I'm trying to refresh Game On Assist. Oh, that's not my name on PSN. What's your name on PSN? Janet G94, baby. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. 
Can you okay, tell that I made it before I made got, all my other social media? That's got Merc City 64 oh, yeah. fucking vibes right there. That's great. Just, you know, it's always a party when Merc City 64 and Janji 94 get together <laughs> 94. on the show. Um, that's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, my profile should pop up on PSN Profiles. Uh, yes. It is there. I made it public earlier today specifically for this reason. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, because I saw I saw I checked out on uh, PSN earlier because we're PSN friends and I looked and your profiles were private. And so I was planning to come here, yes. make fun of you, do the whole Greg, Greg Miller spiel like he did with me, all that fun stuff to have fun. I feel like we did but, miss an opportunity to pretend to be like Greg. One of us should have pretended to be Greg Miller at the start of the episode. I'm just going to throw it out there. What's your best Greg Miller impression? Um. Oh, God. OK. Uh, uh, let's see. What, what do you want me to talk about? The Vita or something? Loco Roco too? Or you like, oh, what's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? Greg Miller here. It was an attempt. It was an attempt. And we are, uh, like, shout out to our Patreon producers, Jeffrey, P-Long, <laughs> blessing. We have spent an exorbitant amount of time talking about PlayStation on this podcast. This is a PlayStation show. Obviously, we're going to be talking PlayStation. This is fantastic. My question for you is what do you think that playstation needs to do to compete with microsoft in this ecosystem i think from and then, you know, i love i love that your greg miller is for some reason bernie sanders your greg miller has a lot of bernie sanders energy you're, you're nailing gotta, the, the kind of pace the... you're nailing the pacing out of like his sentence structures and stuff absolutely like like yeah at first i wasn't sold it was it was a zero out of ten but you brought me back janet you brought it, it me, took back. me a while to warm warm up to it like i do do some of this in my spare time as one does <laughs> just impersonating people you listen to um but yeah so i'll i'll bring i'll bring back another one next time we record hell yeah uh, let's see here. So going through Janet G94's trophies, uh, it looks like you've been, you've been going hard on that overcooked all you can eat. I'm going hard. On a, so do I just let you roast me or do I, can I start defending myself? Listen, like, what do I do? Here? I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not going to roast you because I, me and you are like that. We don't care about platinums. We're cut from the same trash cloth. Okay. Cause yeah. well, I have, I have an astounding zero platinums. Whoa. Whoa. And the reason I have zero platinum. There's a couple of reasons, honestly. One, um, I actually think I restarted my PSN profile. Like, at so I think I kind of started it or like started using it sometime during like the PS4 era, which I also got a PS4 pretty late. I got a PS4. Um, I want to say it was after I graduated college that I think I got my PS4. So that was like 2017 or something. So I was like super mm. late to the PS4. Um, so yeah, and then I just I never really cared about platinum. I know the platinum thing will surprise a lot of people because I have a guides background. Like I spent my I built my career writing guides. I was previously an IGN guides writer. So a lot of times people look at that and they say, "How is that possible if you write guides?" But like when you do a guide, you don't need to platinum it. You just need to like maybe finish it or maybe you're working on a specific like chain of events like side quests mm. or something. But like platinums often involve like a very specific sort of challenge that you need to like accomplish. And I've just never gone in and done those. But I am interested in changing that. Um, and my first one, I want it to be uh, overcooked all you can eat. Hell yeah. I saw like go, going through your trophies, right? Like I, it, it, you're playing Oddworld Soulstorm. Yes, I was. First and foremost, which I, I how, how are you liking that? Because I've not heard anybody talk. I, I, I didn't like it. It didn't grab me. I played four hours of it on stream. Okay. It was part of my, uh, I stream like new games that are either just came out or maybe like that recently came out and I missed on Fridays. So uh, that week Oddworld was like, one of the bigger, more notable releases. So I dug into like three-ish hours of Oddworld. So you also got like you got you also got a lot of trophies here in Kentucky Route Zero. 
Shout yep, out to that. I beat that game. Uh, you got, it looks like you beat the Pathless, which is really awesome. I did. Loved it. Hell yeah. Uh, you got a lot of trophies in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah, I worked on the guide for that game, so I had to do all almost. I had to do all the side quests, though. I think um, Casey had stepped in. Casey DeFridis had stepped in and done one of the side quest guides. Um, so then I like missed that one side quest, but I did almost every side quest in Final Fantasy VII Remake. I have like a ridiculous amount of hours. In oh wow! Game. And then you are so close, actually, to all the trophies in Jack and Daxter: The Precursor Legacy. Really? You have thirty-two out of thirty-nine trophies. But I'm missing probably the hard ones of like getting all the orbs, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. uh, but I plan on getting that later this year because I want to do uh, it is the 20th anniversary of Jack and Daxter this year. Uh, in Jesus case you didn't feel old. Christ. Um, <laughs> I, it's December 3rd or 4th, I think, is the anniversary date off the top of my head. And I want to do like a subathon big stream of playing that game. So I plan on getting the platinum either that day or like making good progress in it. I'll probably just start oh, a yeah. save, though, and, and just kind of run through it. Uh, but my brother got that platinum as his first one, like just a few days ago, uh, and I want that glory for myself. So now I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you want to ruin it for yourself. But Bander SN does say, fun fact: you can cheat, you can cheat code all of the Jack and Daxter platinums. Mm. If you wanted to cheat, no, your way I don't want to do it that way. Like not me cheesing something I barely care about. Like, Hell yeah! Not what we're gonna do. Hell yeah! Now, Janet, I brought this to you before the show, and I yes. want to issue, I want to issue you a challenge. Because you and I are cut from the same cloth when it comes yes. to trophies. Neither of us really care that much about platinums. Like I got, I got about ten platinums, and those are usually for games that I I get to the end and I'm like, ah, I want to play way more of this game. Like Shadow of Mordor was one of my first platinums, and the reason I got that platinum was just just because I beat that game and I couldn't get enough of it, and I just kept playing and I kept playing until I platinumed it. And there are a few games like that here and there. Fighting games, I'll get the platinums for uh for depending on the plan depending on the fighting game. Uh usually it's Tekken, because Tekken usually has a pretty good trophy list. Uh I want to issue you issue you a challenge. Because both me and you, we love PlayStation. We don't care about trophies. Uh both of us, I think, came up listening to shows like Beyond and PS Love UXOXO. And we followed Greg having uh those trophy competitions with with co-hosts, right? Whether it be Colin or whoever else that were, that were on the show at the time. I want to issue you a similar type of challenge, but I don't want it to be cheap, like those Greg yes. Miller. Because Greg Miller was like, for, what? It was like who get, whoever can get the most platinums in however long. Exactly. He would get and then fifty bullshit. It would be like and... shit. Like my name is Mayo, where you're just tapping yeah. on a jar of mayo. Like get exactly. out of here, Greg Miller. Yeah. So I want to issue issue you this challenge. All right. First to five platinums by the end of the year. With and we can talk about the parameters, but yes. with the parameters. The parameters, parameters in my mind would be we each present to each other a list of games and we have to pick we have to pick the games that the other person are going to platinum. Okay. Pick the five games that the other person is going to platinum. Okay. So that we can understand, so that we, we get that they're fair, right? And I don't think, I, I think we go for not the cheap platinums, like anything that's under like an hour or two to platinum right. like an i am bread or not i am bread i and um i am mayo or whatever that, mayo, that game I'm was bread. i'm whatever yeah. you, you can't be food <laughs> okay it can't be it can't there can't be food involved uh you, you can clean up games and so See, when i say that i mean like spider-man miles morales right i beat but i didn't like yes. make an attempt for the platinum i think yes, that same. is fair game ghost of shima i would say is fair game does ghost of shima's platinum include legends no because Legends yeah, came out, but uh, yeah, later. Legends was post, so yeah. okay. So we're not talking about 100. percent We're just talking about getting the platinum trophy. Right, right. Um, I think it's okay only because, 
like my pitch, which I, I just stole this idea from my boyfriend because I asked him about this. I'm like, hey, and my, my boyfriend loves PlayStation, like huge PlayStation fan. I'm like, hey, I don't know if you care about this or I'll have any input. Uh, I, I kind of like his parameters more, even though they are kind of more intensive. Um, and I don't know how feasible they are. We could also make it less trophies instead of five. Um, mm-hmm. My pitch was only 2021 games, no remasters mm-hmm. or re-releases, remakes are fine. And they have to be games we start after this episode. <sighs> Because Damn. let's be real, any we can go in and clean up miles. Like we know we can. I could do that today. Yeah, like, but you know? that honest, I for us, I feel and like that's more feasible. There? That's more reliable for us. But it should be a challenge. Like it is the trophy challenge. Three platinums by the end of this year. New games. Yeah, that are from this year. yeah I think that three. You start scale up for next year and stuff. We also started yeah. this like partway through the year, so you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think. Because then we don't have to really worry about, like, an even playing fit. And, you know, I think we can just trust that, like, we're not each going to go to, like, the, the PlayStation Store and look for, like, random new release that is, you know, super... You know, I think we'll genuinely pick games that we're interested in. But, okay. yeah, that so, is my counter pitch. Three games that are going to be released in 2021 after this episode that are not cheap Platinums. Yes. Uh, it has to be, like, games that we started after. So you can't do Disco Elysium. <laughs> also, that one okay. came out already. It was, like, a... Rebut. I mean, they have the VO and stuff, but yeah, it's a re-release, basically. Um, but hmm. yes. Okay. Where do you what stand? Are you thinking? What's what are the what's going on in your behind the scenes? I see the gears turning. Yeah, I think this is fair because because I was going to use this as an excuse to to get the plat in Ghost exactly. Shima and Miles. And no, shit. no, no, no. You got to do that show on your own time. <laughs> don't don't bring that here. Because I also think my thinking too, like when I like kind of was was. Hey, Wait, where do you where do you stand on Neo Replicant? I think that's like a re-release situation, like a rebundle because it's not it's not remastered, right? It's like a real. I mean. It's a it's a re it's like remake ish. I guess I'm I'm light okay with it because I think to me the idea of it being 2020 is that like I think from an and when, I don't know what you envision for this. We're coming back to make content on it, but I feel like from an audience perspective, it's more interesting to be like talking about games that are like out now than it mm-hmm. is to be like. Oh, remember Miles? Like, yeah, I finished it. It's like, great. Okay. You know, I think it's a little more exciting to get stuff that, like, I can go in and get, Ash, you know, the Astrobot, Rescu- not Rescue Mission, the Playroom Platinum this afternoon. But I feel mm-hmm. like that's not, that's not interesting. That's not fresh. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm here for it. I think this is a deal. Even though I'm that breaks my heart, because I really, I'm, I'm working, on, I'm working hard on the Overcooked Platinum. Yeah, I would see. I would let, I would let you count that as one. But I guess, I guess this makes things more even in terms of it being yes. a, a fair. You know what? Janet's in, in for it because of the content and the quality of the content, and I fucking respect it. Thank see, you. I was in for it just so I can say I can get some platinums. Barrett, do you want in in on this? Because you're also similarly not a platinum person. Fuck no. No. What? <laughs> Hold on. Let me go to my. Uh, let me go to my. Three new games that are going to come out this year. Nah. Barrett, I think you got it in What's going to be interesting, too, what I'm excited about with this is we'll have to decide, like, no. which games are we picking? Are we going to wait for our favorite game to, like, appear? Are we going to just yeah, pick like the, our most anticipated the next game. one? Yes, exactly. I mean, um, I got 12, uh, now, I've got 12 platinums, a total of 12 platinums. I'm feeling Now, like do we want to do it, because with, with the way we're doing it now, right, do we want it to be first to three, or do we want it to be who can get more platinums by the end of the year? Ooh. Because that might actually make more sense for the way we're doing it now. I don't know. I don't know. I think, oh man, more by the end of the year is a lot more work, but it's probably more interesting. I'll tell you right now, I am not exceeding four <laughs> platinums this year. <laughs> well, then maybe it should just be speed. Then maybe it should just be first to three. We can always yeah, we can always reevaluate is, too, is because let's say like 
for some reason, I don't know, we both take a vacation and just do this challenge. We finish it like in one or two months. We can always decide to like do a new challenge or like do mm -hmm. something else. Like we could always like add to it later. But yeah, I think starting out first of three. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's do you do have it. any idea what your three are going to be? I don't know. I'm I have looking at the no idea. Now I, have now no I need to buy some, some game. My, in, my, out. in my mind, it would be Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart would be one of them. But that's a good one. I don't know what that trophy list is going to look like. And so I guess I we'll mean, have to wait and see. 2016 wasn't a terrible trophy list. Like you had to put some work into it, but it was like, I think it was like on the Greg Miller scale. I think it was still like a fair trophy list. So you have to imagine mm -hmm. this new one isn't going to be on a range worse. from Mayo to Greg Miller. <laughs> what is this land? <laughs> um, re eight's coming out. That could be a good one. No, I don't know I'm what that trophy list that. is going to look like. No. Okay. Ain't well, no oh, I mean, you can do it. You can do it. I ain't doing that. Um, All right. But yeah, yeah. Challenge issued. It's a deal. First of three platinums gets the victory. I don't know. I don't know what the prize prize we is. We gotta we gotta buy it. Okay, we gotta buy like something that we can like that can be like a trophy of some sort. Even if it's just mm, like they sell like those this. little like um like in my house we have one of those like the I should have drank out of it now actually the like the the trophy looking mug or something like that. Like it doesn't mm. have to be a anything expensive or yes a like something that we can like. What we could do too is we could we could get like something or maybe someone in the community could make a trophy or something and then we could like mail it based on whoever has it kind of like the the Stanley Cup but of a plat like a platinum version of the Stanley Cup is what I would want not Hell as yeah. large because spacing but yeah all right we'll like figure th we'll figure this out we have a whole year to do this and so we'll figure it out but a challenge has been issued shaking on it <laughs> hell yeah and is it for facing for like the like wait where oh. which way are we. Are we this way? Yeah. Do you see the Wait, monitor? No, turn, turn the other way. When you shake this way. When you shake hands, both of you <laughs> use your right hand. Holy fuck! <laughs> Wait. Do you not use your right hand? Yeah. Wait, yeah. What? Both. When you shake this, hands. Are we facing the right way now? Oh my god. Are god. we facing the right way? You're not answering uh, the question. Audio listeners, are like, what the fuck is happening over there? We're hold on. Is this yeah, the right go. way? This there is the go. right okay. way. Yeah. All right. It's because we're flipped. I think. Yes. Yeah. We're thing. well. When I'm looking at Discord, like you're above me, which I know is not oh, how it's laid out, you know. Yeah. So it's like there's a lot going on. All right. I mean, right. The, the, yeah, the chat doesn't cause... get your confusion because they see you in a very normal situation right next to each other. Yes. So, yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Janet, we're off to a good start. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on this episode of PSLWXOXO. Before we wrap up, where can people find your work? Uh, yeah, you can find my work on Patreon.com. Backlash Game on Assist. Uh, if you are listening to the show, you already know what Patreon is, so I don't really have to explain it. Uh, I got a bunch of different tiers. I post all my stuff on there. Um, but also, you can find my work most notably, I'd say, on twitch.tv uh, backslash Game on Assist, where I'm streaming a whole bunch. Um, I also have like a YouTube channel and a bunch of other stuff, but you can kind of link, find all that via my Twitter, which is also Game on Assist. Everything is Game on Assist except for my PSN profile. <laughs> Yeah, which confused me for the longest time because I kept typing it in and I was like, where is it? Oh, but you know what's funny though? I actually did claim that name though, just so that I have it. So I have a login for Game on Assist, like a PSN, Why didn't you just change your PSN name to Game on Assist? I didn't want to do the work. And I also feel like part of PlayStation culture is having a shitty username. I didn't want to let that go. So But I didn't oh, want yeah. someone else to be Game on Assist and pretend to be me. So I just have that ready to go. That's awesome. Of course, this has been P.S. I love you, XOXO, your PlayStation podcast. Each and every week, we get together to talk about the hottest topics in PlayStation. We've got a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, deuces. <laughs>